From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week in Nintendo Main, we have Shake from Wagglefest here to talk to us about Stadium Stampede. Mountains are nice. I bought my first JRPG in over 20 years. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'm a convert. To Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 386, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about stadiums getting stampeded and thoughts about wondrous directs that are happening after this. And we are your hosts. I'm Trey Schrodinger's gold outfit, Johnson. I'm Jeremy. This is Alive Mikowski. I'm John, RPG fanatic knitter. And this week we have a special guest. Yes, yes, yes. Formerly known as the Incomparable Shake, you know, uh, and you guys call me Waggle Fest, whatever. Yeah, thank you for having me. You know, Welcome. absolutely. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks so much for for coming on. I, I said, uh, Wagglefest is your uh, is your YouTube channel, right? Where uh, where people can yes, find yes. Uh, your different stuff. Which uh, first time I talked to you uh, through the Discord, I uh, I like the name a lot because obviously uh, it's obviously a Wii callback there, you know. And we're all we're all yeah. Nintendo fans, so I got a kick out of it. You know the the old wa- the old Wagglefest. Like, yeah, you know the Wii era and all of the shovelware. Um, all those uh, lovely yeah. special features on the Wii that you couldn't do on other consoles like <laughs> Waggle. Yeah, how you could just wave your arms and it could the same thing as pressing a button, but you do this. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It was really bad. <laughs> Replacing Waggle for a button press. Yeah. It was a thing. It was a thing. <laughs> so was that your intent with the uh, with your YouTube channel with the name Waggle Fest that you wanted to focus on Wii stuff first, or like was that just a you know a funny callback, or or tell us more about your channel? Got it. Well, thank you for asking. So, in fact, I've had the Waggle Fest name for eons, right? Like back in the blogger days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I had a little uh, blog called Waggle Fest and it was picking up steam. But like, you know, I would go um, between just like all the things I do. And, and gaming has always been one of my hobbies, but also I did music for a very long time. Um, so I always didn't have time to keep up with the blogging, but I've, I've always just stayed with the name. And then I had like a burner Twitter account where I would just follow like <laughs> game industry folks. And that was Waggle Fest. And then um, since I had already had the YouTube, I was like, you know what? I'm going to commit to it fully. I like it. I think that for Nintendo purists, Nintendo hardcore enthusiasts, they know what it is immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a lifelong Nintendo fanboy, I'm like, hey, if you get it, you get it. Yeah, I could hear that out of context entirely. And I go, somebody's making fun of the that Wii era with that name. Oh, absolutely. I, I, in fact, I was going to do a short explaining the name and where it came from and even referencing like Matt Casamassina and those boys from IGN way back when, mm-hmm. you know, um, and just how they kind of coined the phrase Waggle Fest, or at least to yeah. my, you know what I'm saying, recollection. That's where I first yeah. heard it. Like, the original um, NBC it. crew. Yeah, yeah the, the OG NBC crew, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a callback to that. And, and, and you know, like, um, I, I think it is... 
low key, very much a part of Nintendo fandom. <laughs> you know, like the insiders know. Yeah, they, they really had to make it accessible to you know non gamers. Like, just shake the fucking thing. <laughs> so, so, the, so the grandmas can bowl at their at their senior houses, right, or wherever, or whatever their senior centers yeah. where they live. And it also shows that you you know that you just jump didn't aren't just making shit for Switch. You aren't like jumping on the bandwagon. You've been there for for the you know how many past generations and all that stuff. So you survived the Wii U drought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. At, listen, you know what's funny. Um, I, I, I threw on my Wii U to capture footage of Wii games because <laughs> the other day. <laughs> yeah. I got my yeah. Wii U right here. I, 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 I've I got mine hooked up downstairs. I switched it around now because, uh, I don't know, because I'm trying to redo my game room or whatever. But uh, my, my Wii U controller used to be under the TV. Now it's over here by the desk so I can easily play it and play it charged at the same time because you know it only works for so many hours before you have to recharge it. So. Hours? So it work, <laughs> only works for like two hours or something, right? Before you before you got to plug it in? 1.001 hours. See, that, that's what I got from it. Normally like two hours, maybe three hours if you're lucky. You know, I did buy mine two refurbished, so yeah. it might have had worse battery. I mean, I didn't buy a new battery for it or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it was normally around two or three hours. But yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just cut you off. What were you saying about the Wii U? Oh, no, no. I mean, listen, I loved my Wii U, you know. Um, it, it was definitely tough during uh, certain months, <laughs> you know, maybe certain years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, 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 there were really uh, long droughts. Um, you know, and if you didn't have another console, oh, my gosh. I, I don't even know how folks managed, you know, that thankfully I was an Xbox 360 owner as well, but still primarily a Nintendo guy. Um, I could probably count on one hand how many games I had on 360. Like. You know, I was always, I've always been a Nintendo guy. Um, uh, like since Super NES, since Super NES. It's legit. You did the Wii 60. <laughs> yeah, I, I did the Wii 60. I did the Wii 60, you know. What were you doing before the SNES? Was it, was that before your time or was it? No, no. So, you know, it's a very funny story, right? Um, I absolutely wanted a Nintendo and I'll never forget this. Uh, my parents took me to Toys R Us for Christmas mm-hmm. to get my Nintendo. I was super excited. I was stoked and it was sold out. Oh, so, no. I, so, you know, um, as an insatiable kid that just wanted a game console, I came home with a Sega Master System. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> listen listen you know what uh and and, and to this day I, I think that that system was dope I, I think that like it's uh port of double dragon was exponentially better <laughs> than the nes version so you Fair. know it was cool but it was tough because nobody had i couldn't trade games with anybody as a kid like it you know but i enjoyed it for what it was yeah and then that was not narrowing you had two consoles you had one and that was it the other one your parents would say you already have a nintendo (laughs) it was a master system yeah john being greedy i said john had the genesis you you went the genesis way as well like the genesis route yep master system though i don't know i don't know if i've ever talked master master especially especially an american fellow american original master system that had a master system like back in the day yeah in elementary school i only had two friends I think in the entire school that oh, had a massive no. system. Wow. Everybody else had a Nintendo. Everybody else. Did you get to play Fantasy Star 1, though? I mean, that game was really cool. That was really ahead of its time Fantasy- on, on, Mad- on Master System. Um, that was the thing. The Master System like was graphically a pretty powerful system, 8-bit system. Like When you look back, like some of the games really do hold up, considering, you know what I'm saying, when it came out. Um, yeah, Fantasy Star was dope. Fantasy Star was dope. What was, the, what was the game that you had, Jeremy, the... 
the the shooter the shmup that you like that's that was on the master system like that was a pretty good looking one too um are you talking about our type not our type no it's like wonder or something i don't know or fantasy zone yes fantasy zone fantasy yeah. zone yeah mm-hmm. i have to shoot them up super bright and colorful yeah yeah it does yeah, look good looking game yeah i mean listen i remember playing hang on and just that, you know vigilante <laughs> You know, we got impossible ports on the Sega Mass System too. I remember when Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they <laughs> it came out of the Mass System. So a lot of those games are a lot of the big hit games got ported to the Game Gear. Am I right? Yeah, that was yeah you know, how it works. Like okay. the Sonic ones are the same. So I've yep. played some games through that, and then also, of course, through the Virtual Console. Yep, Alex Kidd. Uh, you oh, know, yeah, mascot yeah. that died a, a horrible death. <laughs> <laughs> they did a they did a re-release of it on switch you know it's kind of it's kind of hanging on a little bit like there was there was like a a remastered alex kid that came out not that long ago i mean does alex yeah. kid literally get killed do you mean or just as a, a franchise it would be just, this is the franchise. Be like, okay yeah okay. it would be like you know like mario came out and hey mario was cool and all but then out comes star fox and star fox just obliterates mario and you know hey what about the original mascot, you know, Alex, Alex Kid was like the original mascot and just got he, he obliterated was by the next guy to come along. By, by Sonic, it was nuts. And and then they started to pigeonhole Alex Kid into a bunch of different games oh, or, or different game worlds because there was Alex Kid in Shinobi World. Hmm. I remember that. Like, that was like the third or fourth game in the franchise. And I was like, oh, at this point, it's over. He was pretty cool in uh, in the Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing games. I like yeah, play, playing as right. Alex Kid in there. Those games, those games were awesome. I love both of them. Yeah, had a lot of fun with it. Well, um, do you what? Do you want to talk about Stadium Stampede? That was uh, yeah. Let's. You were you were really you were really quick. I'm very impressed on how quick how quick you are on your videos. Like you really get them out like right on the point. I've tried doing you know I I we have our own YouTube channel, but I don't you know I don't edit it as well like as you know put it together like like you do, and I know it takes a lot of time, and it's also really hard to get it like right on the day because I think we played. What is it? We played a st- Stadium Stampede like Friday night, and you already had mm-hmm. a video, and you already had a video out, and it had just come out like what five in the morning on Thursday or something. So uh. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was excited about it, um, and it's a fun mode. It's really fun. Surprisingly, surprisingly fun, right? Like, um, I, agree. I like I was someone who was very skeptical about the mode initially when it was announced because I was like, "What the hell is this?" Especially after playing the game, because I think that like the meat and potatoes of Fight Forever are so strong. Yeah. Right? Like I think underneath all of the jank is a quality grappling game. Um, and, and you know because we're missing patches, because we're missing updates, because we're missing like a really robust roster, and just like typical things you would come to expect, like four man elimination matches. Um, yeah, right. That, I was like, that wow. was a major disappointment. <laughs> yeah, you can't do a tornado tag. Um, I was like, why are they doing a battle royale? But um, it turned out to be really fun. You know, it simplified controls, but there is something in that gameplay loop that is really enjoyable, right? Like, yeah, I keep going back to it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I, I've had a lot of fun with it. And I haven't played it much outside of playing with Trey, you know, um, and Joe. But like, I, I, I've definitely enjoyed it. I think it's a cool mode. I'm actually excited to see how it develops. You know, I'm hoping that like, down the pipeline we get a couple of things like one of the things that i had mentioned in my video was like i really hope that they add like some sort of reversal system yeah like yeah. i think yeah, that, that, that would add that a layer sure. of, it, it would add such a layer of depth because um and it doesn't need to be like reversals for strikes and grapples just like one but one universal button um 
that I think would really kind of create a new meta for the game. Because right now, it's like, who can power up the quickest, get a weapon, yeah. <laughs> and just button map. Yeah, a lot of it seems to be like it's it's like whoever can get the the first hit in the the, the hit in first, mm-hmm. right? Or when yeah. you get to the last couple 100%. people, we're all just like running around, just like running away from each other, you know, and or trying to run up and do like this, do like the the you know like the tackle move. And Joe and I were playing last night on on the stream, and yeah, we were just trying to just like you know just just double up on people and all that stuff. But but yeah, what I've noticed a lot of it is just like running away. You know, running away and then coming back and trying to get the hit in before the other person. So yeah, it would be nice if you could do some sort of block or reversal or whatever. Right, because if you get the hit in before the other person, sometimes I mean you can strike three, four, or five times, and and the other guys is kind of left completely defenseless. It'd be cool if they did put in a reversal thing, and maybe they could even. I, I think I understand why they didn't do it because if there's like three or four guys attacking you and you're just hitting reversal all the time like maybe no one would ever get hit but maybe they could make the sort of parameters for successfully reversing uh smaller like you have to be more exact with that hitting your hitting the reverse you know in comparison to the strike something they can do something to throw it in there and make it more interesting so that when whenever somebody hits me first you know i'm not just sitting there like a dummy getting hit four or five more times mm-hmm. or at least if you could like roll out of the way or like just do a dodge right. or something that, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty cool too just especially yeah. since all of it's like melee combat for the most most part i mean i guess you have like you know you have bombs that you can throw and you have like the shirt gun that you can shirt gun's shoot, fun. shoot people with which that's a, i guess that's a main gripe that i had because i'm i'm an i'm an inverted aiming person and uh, as far as I could tell, there's no way to change your inverted aiming in the game, so or change it to inverted. Right. So I don't think that when you got the shirt gun, you can actually tilt up and down. Can no, you, you can't. Like you just shoot straight forward. No, you can. You can't. No. No, that it the yeah. no the the it does go up and down. Actually, uh, the thankfully I purchased one of these um one of these beautiful uh, Apito Pro Two controllers where you can actually uh. You can change it to flip to flip the stick whenever you want to. So you just hit a little button on the side, and it just flips the right. stick for you. So that's so that's how I've been able to do it. But if I didn't have this this controller, I'd be I'd be more pissed at this game that there's not inverted because it's really hard for me to play anything that doesn't have that doesn't have the inverted aiming. So I was a little I was bummed, right. bummed about that. So Jeremy has not got the game yet, and he has said in previous episodes that the battle royale mode might sway him to get the game. I don't know. What do you think from what you've seen of the battle mo- battle royale mode, Jeremy? I did see a small amount of uh, trace stream last week, but it was just maybe two or three minutes. But uh, okay, from even just from that, I was very interested. And this is something I wanted to ask last week, but I figure I could. We're still talking about it this week. But do any of you think that they would maybe make this a free to play thing to try to get to bring people into playing like the the full game, or do you think it doesn't represent it well? Or because they've done that with other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, if that brings more players in, that'd be good for everybody, right? Yeah, well, famously, like Fortnite itself was a small part of another game, right? Is it? What, yeah, what, I don't even it, know. I mean, yeah. it was. I think it was Fortnite, but I don't. But then know it became the battle royal game. mode entirely. Yeah, I think originally. Um, I think yeah. it's. I think it's the modes are so different that if you if it took over entirely, like like uh, hardcore wrestling fans would be upset. But it's so fun that yes, I think it could be. Eventually, you know, when they get everything completely buttoned down, up and running smoothly, they can do like Rocket League did. And Rocket League was out three or four years before it went free to play. Mm. I think that that could be something very enticing to get people to continue to buy this forever game, as they've stated in the past. They want to make it, you know, 
literally fight forever keep going with it i will yeah. say i thought i thought the uh the circle is really funny in this i mean the circle is funny in all those games but just the fact that you're just like kind of shimming around trying to <laughs> stay in that circle yeah. it's not as much like and it just like completely closes in like at the end. Games. you're just like oh yeah. i gotta get and at the uh, very end, it'll watching. just it, everybody will just be in the danger zone, and it's just like, all right, who has the most life? It's like pretty much what happens. But you can get—I noticed when we were playing with Joe last night—you uh, can you can get like a gas mask uh, upgrade that you can use that'll help oh. you to breathe oh, in the danger really? zone or whatever. Yeah, yeah, as like a as like a special move, you know, like how you would up how you make your make your damage higher or whatever. Um, you can also get a gas mask thing where you can turn that on, so you can not lose life for a time in the in like the danger zone. So I was like, Oh, well that's cool. You know, that, that could, that, that could like be a real advantage. Finding body armor or something, or is that, no, no, that? no, you want, you unlock it. So like, uh, so, so what okay. I think is at first glance, when I looked at this mode at stadium stampede, I was like, well, this is kind of fun, but it's real, like it's real simple. And it's real, like, you know, it's going to get boring real quickly, but there is actually more to it. Like, uh, you know, no. th- there's a level up system and you do unlock new abilities as you level up, you know, and it, it'll give you a chart showing that you like everything you can get yeah. for every level. And uh, I know, like, you get to the point where you can do the Irish whip. Like, that's an unlock that you can get. And I noticed that you can, you can like, Irish whip somebody into, like, in, outside of the bubble and all that. And then they got to run yeah, back and I, they'll lose outside. a bunch of life. Like, that's, a really, to it. that's a really cool thing to do. Yeah, there's definitely, like, a, a, a strat. Like, there's a lot of depth, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, it, it's funny because I'm almost beginning to think that the developers probably spent more time mm-hmm. fine-tuning um, Stadium Stampede than the main game. Right. Like, and because there's a couple of things that you just notice at a glance, right? In in the main game, you can only have four characters, right? At any given moment in time. Um, Stadium Stampede, like, I've definitely seen upwards of six characters brawling. And I'm like, how is this even possible? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I got Um, the same impression after a while that I think they spent a lot of time on Stadium Stampede. I think overall, the game as a whole, you know, both the one, the main mode and Stadium Stampede. I feel like they had a, a huge vision for this game, and they they executed it like you know eighty percent of the way, 80 percent of the way. And there's so much promise, like like he said at the beginning, shake that you know it, it just the the game is there. You can see that it's there. It's just you know it needs some polish, and it, as they are making this a forever game, I am. Totally convinced they're going to keep polishing, keep making it better. And the root of what is there is great in both the, the regular mode and the stadium stampede mode. They just need to, yeah. they need to do a little bit more with the regular game. Cause we, cause I think everybody, and I, I know you said it in your video as well, in hopes that when the stadium stampede came, then there'd be more fixes to the other game. But I felt like they just kind of just gave us stadium stampede without that. That's like kind of what you were saying earlier. It's like, uh, it's like, yeah, we're, it's, it's cool to get stadium stampede, but shouldn't you fix the game that's already there, <laughs> you know, before you add a DLC yeah. to it, you know, cause we've run into some pretty hilarious glitches like on, on online, like trying to play it online. Just tag matches, all sorts of stuff. And you know, like in some of my videos, I have been doing some very wild speculation. <laughs> like I've been speculating and putting on my tinfoil hat. And, and and those have been actually the videos that got a lot of engagement, just like lots of folks talking in the comment section and, and, and creating like a healthy discourse, at least I, I believe so. But when it came to the game's release, I, I, I kind of think that I don't know if AEW games and, and, and THQ 
I don't know how well that partnership has been going. Like early on, there were outlets that were talking about like maybe a little bit of tension between both parties. Um, but then I started doing a little digging myself and I found out that THQ's parent company, like their fiscal quarter ended like days before the game's release. And I was like, oh, this could have just been for a benchmark. Like, oh, let's yeah, put yeah. it out before yeah. the end of second quarter or at the end of first quarter. So it's on the books. That makes sense. And then and then we'll get to it. And I was like, it, it, as crazy as it sounds, I mean, anyone that knows business knows it. Like companies do this type of stuff all the time, mm-hmm. right? It's not even about generating the revenue, but just having the thing on the books, being able to say, hey, we've hit this benchmark. I don't know what type of benchmarks they might be going for in terms of like as a, a publishing company. But I imagine... You know, when they put out shovelware and all of that other stuff, it's like, hey, just to say that we did it. You know, we've released this game within this time period or this number of games. And, you know, there's an expectation of this much revenue because, yeah, it came out on the 29th. And I was like, did anything else even come out (laughs) on that day? Yeah, I don't know. I I looked into their financial report. Yeah. From from them. Yeah, I I don't know. You you go deep digging into the financial reports. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It was one of those things because I was like, this, this just seems fishy, right? Like the first month that the game was out, I was like, I want to love every part of this, right? There's so much that is just well done. Like when I think of like, I don't know that I've played a wrestling game that had so much character. And yeah, it's got a lot of personality. Lots of personality. I, I mean, like the nuances and attention to detail, right? Like in all of the things. I, like I love playing with Dustin Rhodes, watching Dustin over like the last 20, 30 years wrestle, right? I'm like, every single one of his moves is in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the things that I have, like, you know, when he drops down and he does the uppercut, when he, you know, the shattered dreams, like, and, and they find ways to like animate this stuff so well. And, and you know, like or or uh, Orange Cassidy and just sloth style and like changing his entire move set. And he has like a running grab. He has a regular grab. He has the pin. He has you know um, top rope planches in sloth style. I'm like, there's been a lot of care put into this game, but it's just not polished. And I was like, it makes no sense. On one end, you can see the care and attention to detail, and then on the other end, it's like this is so janky. Like, <laughs> where does this meet? <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, definitely. No, no, I, I thought, uh, yeah, I, lo- I love the way the way the characters move, and you can, and, and you made you made a video where, uh, where you were do- showing like the tandem, uh, the rest, the tag team tandem moves, like up against like actual footage of the moves, and you can really see like how well they captured the way they're done and the way the characters move and all that. And I was like, oh, that's really cool, or just like making it specific, you know, like for uh, like for Adam Page's move, you know, where you jump outside of the ring and then you can jump in and do the buckshot lariat. Like you have to do it exactly like you do, like he would do it in the matches. Like I thought that was really, really cool. But yeah, it's like, uh, like you were saying, uh, but like for the online, it's like, did they really test this online much? Because everything is just really fucking broken. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's I don't know. It's so broken. I, you know, like in my most recent video, I talk about like when you do the drop down from the Irish whip, it, it 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 throws you and the opponent off center. Um, you know, Chris Jericho can't do alliance salt anymore. <laughs> like it completely misses. Mm. Um, and, and and apparently, like the fixes to the AI in, in tag team mode, while it's improved because, like, you know, they, they've done some cool touches and flourishes. Like only one person has to have uh, the finisher to pull off the tandem finishers now. But the corner tandem moves you can't do anymore because the CPU will 
like once you they don't hold the character in place anymore um so and, and most of the teams in the game have tandem finishers from the corner so it's like all of those things are just kind of lost now and i'm like I'm just hopeful for a fix at some point, but I, I just don't know. And again, like we're talking about the main game and, and the point is to talk about Stadium Stampede. Um, but when I think about Stadium Stampede, I feel like it. there are all of these little meta things, <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. That are in there. Like, you know, Trey and I were playing the other night and it's like, did you know if you go to the slot machines, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can instantly level up. That's what I do every time. I start in the vendor and try to oh, try to go that. to the slot machine. Oh, and, oh those, oh, those machine. Yeah, they're they're yeah, by the, they're by the, the bar. The casino machines. The, yeah, yeah. What and and you get yep. like when well, when you when you get a jackpot, yeah, you get coins, and yeah, you can you can level up really quickly. You can get to like level thirty yeah. or forty, and that's when you start getting more. That's where kind of where the depth comes in, like what I was saying earlier. Yeah. Where like now you can do like higher combos or or you can do like uh or or you or you can do like quicker grapples and and you can kind of. Uh, you can set up your character however you want. Like you can make a loadout where you have a certain amount of points that you can do for each thing, and you can kind of try to balance between like striking and grappling, and like you know, like yeah. aerial and like all these different things. So that's where it can be really yeah. can be can get really uh, really more like complex, you know. But but you got to go to the, the casino same time, thing to get there. When you go to those when you go to those slap machines, you're vulnerable for like 15 seconds. As, as yeah, yeah, somebody can come in and smack you in the head with a bat. Not to do the slap machine <laughs> if somebody else is watching because they'll come get you. Mm-hmm. The other thing I like to do, another strategy I have is I like to run straight to the vending machines, the stinger machines first. Mm-hmm. Make oh, yeah. sure to grab some, make sure to get those energy drinks because mm-hmm. they, they come through in a pinch when somebody's knocking you out and you get, you know, 25% of your health back. But also those, um, they, they become outside of the safe zone because they're kind of further on the outside of the, of the uh, stage mm-hmm. and there's none on the inside. Yeah. So I go run to get those first, grab those, and then I go power up at the slot machines and find some weapons along the way and then i'm fighting to me i I don't really start fighting until probably three or four minutes in while everybody else is maybe more inexperienced and you know bashing each other's brains out right from the start i'm like let's go get some power-ups and make sure i have my health and then i'm good to go so i I think i pretty consistently rank it in the top five or so and i think that's part of the reason why that's how we used to play Fortnite, right? That's when Jeremy and I used to play Fortnite. Yeah. That's a lot of it is uh, you got to wait and collect your shit before you go try to kill anybody. You know, that's how you, mm-hmm. that's how you live longer mm-hmm. is try to avoid fights and just build yourself up until you actually have to fight, you know. And, and then sometimes by the time you get to where you have to actually fight someone, like half the people are already gone. Exactly, yep. yeah. That's what I always do is yeah, try to try to build up your weapons. Like, don't fight anybody until you absolutely have to. And yeah, then you can you could live you'll live a lot longer <laughs> and, and try to land in places where there aren't people. Like I'd always try to do that too, and in Fortnite when you're jumping out of the plane. Do you start from the sky in this version, or do you like no. have some sort of stage you exit from, or how does it? Work? You select your own zone at the top while the game is okay. loading, so you can oh, start okay. wherever you want from like six different selections. Okay, so I always try to start on the furthest out. Yeah, it's it's like to a point because uh because yeah you can pick like you can pick the vendor area, but there but there's like a few different places that you'll be in. It you won't always be in the same place, so like you might like end up in the weight room, or you might end up in the bar. Or you might, it'll still be kind of in the same area, but it won't be the exact spot. Like, you won't automatically be in the casino. Like, you might be, like, in the basement, in the locker room or whatever, and then you can find your way to the casino. So, it's like... So, you're not going to spawn with everybody in the same room, because they all want to be by the... So, yeah, you can pick where you're going, but I think there's still, like, five or six different ones that get picked at random inside of that zone that you picked. So... I gotcha, gotcha. 
but people are starting to camp uh, at, at the vendor section. Like, like people yep, have gotten hip to the, <laughs> to the slots. Um, so, so that's been interesting to see. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, it, I think the most surprising thing is that they actually pulled it off, yep. right? Um, considering my own skepticism and just like how the base game was just playable but not polished, I'm surprised that this came out as like a secondary product and is legitimately yeah. so well thought out and, and put together. Yeah. You know, I and I and again I haven't invested the most amount of time, but I would love to do a deep dive because like, you know, even Trey mentioning the gas mask, that's crazy. Who knew? Yeah. Right? Like they they definitely put a lot of thought into this. And 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 going back to what you guys were saying originally, I wouldn't be surprised if it became a free to play mode. I, I think that it would put so many eyes on the product. Yeah. Um. And and I think it's like a and the barrier of entry is so low. It's so accessible, right? Like you don't have to master anything. It's just punch, kicks, and grabs and running around. Yeah. And I and I, and I think it would resonate with like a really large audience. I think it would be smart for them to do it as a free to play. Not only because it's fun, it's going to grab some attention, but because they have a whole um, you know business, a whole product outside of this game that they're trying to promote with different events every so often. You know, mm-hmm. Matt, you know, all in was this past weekend. Imagine if everybody got to play this free to play mode and everybody saw ads on that stadium for all in tune in tonight at you know whatever on the pay per view. I think that'd be a very smart thing for them to do down the road. Or what what if they had that heat map of like the popular places where people were playing and then you know that's where we would go have events or you know. Know, we try to set up an event near there true for sure and and you know it's interesting because i've been thinking about this as well and, and you know as, as folks as wrestling fans and gamers like there's no coincidence that the old aki games right like they came out as wcw was ascending mm-hmm. like yeah. i i think that there was so much overlap that like gamers started watching the product even if they weren't wrestling fans because the game was so addictive like that's me it, it, and, I, and I'm like, this is one of the things that I think about, like, you know, for the development teams, it's like there are so many ways that they could not only cross promote, but just as like stakeholders, like create incredible overlap between their audiences right now. Um, and, and I often think about that. I'm like, when World's Tour or came out, that was such a great game. My friends and I played that at nauseam. Oh, like yeah. at nauseum. Yeah. You know, who who were the unlockables? It was Diamond Dallas Page and Glacier. Glacier and then when Revenge yeah. came out a year later. Like Glacier was like such that. was so OP on that game. Like I hated him so much, but yeah. I mean I liked him, but I hate him at the same time. Because you could just do that super kick just like over and over and over again and just destroy just destroy everybody with that. But yeah, I remember Glacier was a big one that everybody liked to play as. And he's actually this is a side thing, but uh Ultra Pro Wrestling, which is a game that, that I kick started that's supposed to be it, it's based off of the Aki games, you know, and it's like a newer version. They released a new trailer of it, like over the weekend during uh, all in and all that. And uh Glacier's in there as a playable character so i was like yes <laughs> arn anderson is in there and i'm like why is oh, he not a legend oh yeah arn like anderson forever. too yeah yeah that was kind of funny yeah arn anderson is in there but isn't in 
AEW. Well, Jake, the, was it Jake the Snake Roberts is in there too, and I thought that that would be an easy one because he, you know, because he still comes out with Lance Archer for AEW. So I figured that we'd just throw Jake the Snake in there. You got you got fucking Big Show in there, you know, like why not just right. I don't know. I mean, you got Owen Hart in there, you know, like he. I mean, oh, I know. <laughs> at this point, I think that there's so, and and that's the thing that is most frustrating about this game, right? I think that there's so much potential. I'm like, if there were a Legends pack, right, like a DLC pack, it could have Arn, it could have Tully, it could have Sabu, who made an appearance, it could have Jeremy oh, yeah, yeah. Lynn, RVD, just RVD, yeah, dude, put RVD. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's all blurred back there, but you can't tell. But that's the AC the ECW 64 game that I'm playing on that. Haven't playing on that team. There, but I loved I loved Rob Van Dam so much. I was so happy to see oh, him on, on AEW. I almost like lost my mind when he came out to fight Jack Perry. I was like, "What? It's fucking amazing!" Yeah, listen, RVD was one of my <laughs> favorites. Like him and Sabu as a tag team in ECW. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that was <laughs> like I used to stay up super late because he used to come on uh the MSG network out here on the East Coast, and I'd come on at like one a.m. and I would stay up to watch ECW every Friday night. Um, but yeah, RVD, he's incredible. But I would love to see that. Like, you know, I, I think that the way we're seeing these licenses just kind of done with a bunch of different wrestling games, because like the, that game has like so many legends in it that they, they ran off a laundry list of about 20, 30 folks, tons of ECW guys, tons of like old WCW and WWE guys. Um Chris Canyon. I would love to fight forever. Yeah, Chris Canyon. Exactly. I was pretty. I was pretty. Violence. I was pretty happy about that too. I, I always loved. I loved Canyon. I was a huge fan of his. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, like Canyon I didn't know what happened to him until I saw the. Uh, what, what is it? it? It's not beyond the map, but whatever they, whatever that uh, documentary show is, where they do the oh, the dark stuff. side. The dark side. Dark yeah, side. I saw the dark side of the ring episode mm-hmm. about it. And, yeah, I had no idea, but I, yeah, I was a huge fan of his because he had such his moves were so unique. Like in back in the nineties, like he could just you know combine so many things together. It's really cool. Yeah, he, he would do crazy thing. He would do like a torture rack into a neck breaker. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like he would into a spinning neck breaker. Um, yeah, Canyon was cool. Canyon was cool. Yeah, and he trained uh he trained the young Bucks and Brian Cage is what they were saying in that episode. So Yeah. yeah that's cool. But yeah, no, I mean I I I think I think uh, Stadium Stampede is a lot of fun. Like I've uh I keep going back to it. It's been like I said, it's it's and I'm I'm impressed that there's people on there because I probably said before on the show that I was like, there's no fucking way they're going to get 30 people to get online at the same time because I couldn't find anybody online whatsoever when I tried to play like one-on-one or anything on, on regular Fight Forever. So I was surprised that there's that I've been able to find a game like within a minute or two, like almost every time I log on it. Maybe because it just came out right. still and it's just in a week, but I hope that keeps going because I love just being able to jump on and, and be up and playing in like a minute. You know, I'm like, all right, here we are. You know, let's do it. So... Hopefully, hopefully it keeps the popularity of people, people on there. Not 30 yeah. every game. What Stadium Stampede does really well um, is that it levels the playing field. Like, I think if you're playing ranked, right, like, there's the cause, and then it's like, you know, you're they're OP, you can assign all sorts of crazy moves to your car. But with Stadium Stampede, it doesn't matter who you play with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's right? a, you, Everybody yeah, you, has the yeah. same moveset. Everyone has the same opportunity to win, get an upgrade or, you know, so I think that that's where it actually makes the game just more approachable. Right. And if you are more of a novice, you know, you can do the run and hide strategy and, you know, there's all kinds of different uh, tactics to take in the game that you can make it your own. 
you have seen people like jumping on top of the truck and like uh staying up there or like or if you have like the bombs yep. or the t-shirt gun or whatever oh, yeah. you can you Get can try to gun, you can try to snipe truck. people from there have fun. and you can unlock uh you can unlock upgrades where you like shoot farther you can throw stuff farther like i saw that because i was just trying to fuck around in the in in the like the custom loadouts and yeah there's things you can do where you can you can you can make it make it so you can shoot the t-shirt gun farther it, uh, you can just kind of like whatever you want to focus on being better at you can just you can do that and you can change like your yeah. abilities where where i have it where like you know i have it where i up the the weapon damage you know because i like to use weapons yep. or i also have the health regeneration like what you were saying with the uh with like taking the taking the the drink at the beginning and keeping it i don't really do that because i just use the health regeneration which will give you like half your life back if you're not oh yeah. if you're not getting hit and then, and then it'll and it needs to recharge but then you can do it again you know so like that's a really good one to do and also i've been using the irish whip one so i can whip them into the into the danger zone and all that and you know, hope they. Yeah, I've not. I've better. not really gotten behind. You know, there, there's the thing where you can hit, you know, X, Y, or A, and you, you have like a special, you know, recharge or whatever on your on your loadout of different kinds. I'm not really. You should do that. That's how. That's how I won. Like how to time. do those or or what the benefits of those are. So that's a whole other angle that I got to take. I won. I won one time. Like I was playing it like. I was doing. I was editing the podcast last week, and I was playing at like five in the morning because I stayed up that late to get it done. Because I, well, I took a nap before, but whatever. But uh, but yeah, and I, I done. I was done with the podcast. I was playing at five in the morning, and like my third match, I won. And I was using a, my creator wrestler. But the way that I won is that I used the turbo boost because you can. There's an ability that you can do where you can run faster. And the dude was like just running away from me, and I used the turbo boost and just chased him down and fucking tackled him, and that was the final hit. And then that was it. It was Malachi. I was. It was. I was against Malachi Black. Is who they were using, and yeah, I fucking chased him down and tackled him like at the last second there, and I was like, yes, and that was. I think that was the only time I won, but I got second place plenty of times, even by myself. I got. Yes. I got like, or I was playing earlier today. I got like. I got second place. It was basically it got to where the circle closed in all the way, and we all just kind of just died around each other, and one of them, and one person yeah. lived. It's it's kind of it's kind of cool that where it's just like you're just watching. You're just watching both everybody lose their life, and you know that sort of thing. I think it's something cool that this whole mode is something cool that that AEW has over their competition, where this type of game I think fits more well with their brand. And like, I don't see WWE doing something this silly, especially not with their later games, which their latest games, which have been more like simulation style. I think that if they were to put something like a stadium stampede into WWE's games. It would just it, it wouldn't be like a match. It would be like, what is this weird mode doing in here in this more serious wrestling sim type game? So I think AEW is smart to focus on this and and continue to develop it, continue to build it out and you know, build toward the day when eventually it goes free to play so everybody can jump in and, and be introduced to not only this great game, but AEW as a whole. I just hope that eventually we get different stadiums too that'd be cool like if they could yeah, trade cool. it out to different places because you know they did stadium different stampede stadium, yep. at, at at all in you know at wembley and all that yeah. which wasn't even you know it was just basically them fighting around the ring it was like nothing compared to the 2020 stadium stampede but it would just be it would yeah. be cool to do to use it as different venues or i think you might have said this in one of your videos as well shake like just to take some of these areas and work them into the regular game like to where we can leave and go and fight in the bar or whatever like like let's do a hardcore match where we can do that or we can do like a parking lot cool. match like there's you know you can do that too like why not you know up up what we have for uh what we have available for the for the matches there you know with mm -hmm. that absolutely I, I and that's something that 
I hope on all accounts absolutely happens. It's it's because like the assets are there now, right? Yeah. Like they've got this garage with cars and a truck in it. They've got this casino. They've got a bar. Like mm-hmm. do it like No Mercy, where I don't even care if there's like a small loading screen. Like it just turns to yeah. black, and then you're instantly in this place that would be cool it doesn't have to be seamless um but i think it would be cool if they figured out a way to incorporate uh some of the game mechanics from the base game and 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 somehow like use the assets from stadium stampede because when you think about like the animations even for like if you power bomb someone on the apron or the steel stairs it's just a canned animation that's what i was going to get into next yeah i would like a little bit more physics put into the game so things become more indi- more uh, individual or unique, I guess. Yeah, I don't like the canned animation so much, but maybe this is just the start. Yeah, like, you know, and, and what I have seen, I, I, I recently heard Tony Khan in an interview talk about the game performing well. Aubrey Edwards has spoken about the game performing well. Yeah. So it seems like there is really a long-term plan. So I'm hoping that, like, all of these hopes and the wish list that we have actually come to fruition at some point um you know it again it's just that there's so much potential and i'm just like i'm, I'm waiting for it to actualize <laughs> like yeah when is this gonna happen um i'd I like to see polished. along the lines of you know the reversal that should be included i would like to see a throw mechanic included like i want to be able to grab somebody and throw them over the railing down the stairs mm, you know, yeah that, that's something instead of just that, doing like you know, just the regular I body do a lot of throwing them playing the, the regular mode and i think that's you know fun and uh, you know a cool addition that you know obviously it's wrestling should be in there right that's something that i think is missing just to be able to like toss your opponent around the stadium a little bit more if we're if we're fighting on top of that truck or whatever i want to throw you off the truck oh yeah yeah and they would do that. Well, it, if it was the yeah. actual thing, they would you would throw them off the truck, and then you'd like moonsault off of the truck onto the guy. You know, like they would yeah. they would do that if it was an actual event. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I did a power bomb the other day, and I don't know what happened, but the dude went flying, and I couldn't tell if it was a glitch mm. or if it was an actual <laughs> like power up. It was hilarious though. It was a feature. It was a feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I was like, oh my gosh, this dude went flying. Um, but yeah, to your point, I think it would be cool if, if we could uh, have the interactive elements and, yeah. and be on the top of the truck. And yeah, just the physics. More things to um, break, more windows. You know, I want to grab that fire extinguisher that's hanging on the wall. I can't grab it for some reason and take it off and beat somebody with it. Yeah, you can use There's that in the main game. With like, the stage. Yeah. More, how about yeah. destructive levels? You know, put a little uh, Red Gorilla Faction in there somehow, you know. I mean, you could break the seats. We, we want to keep yeah. Marty Janettying people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can you, you can break you can like break the seat like if you jump you can land on some of the seats in the stadium and break those but yeah it should be that's a regular what's what's the what's the name of that game red red faction yeah yeah yeah, yeah. whatever that game is red faction red faction the one yeah red, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's red faction gorilla isn't it yeah where everything's destructible yeah, yeah. well the, yeah, yeah red faction gorilla was the uh, was the really good one on Mars I love that game yeah that was uh, yeah, yeah. it was on Switch too. Uh, yeah, uh, Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered. That's what they called it. Yeah, yeah put a little more of that. Stupid, I want to be able to destroy so the fun. stadium that I'm in. Yeah. All those cars that are sitting in the parking lot that I can't bash. Are there any yeah. hot dogs to throw? Yeah, no There's food. I mean, I mean you, can eat, you can eat like hamburgers and apples and stuff to like get your life back. But yeah, not to like throw at people or anything like that. No, uh, no concession stand brawl like, like what we saw. So. I guess that'd be counterproductive to throw healing items at your enemies. Yeah. 
I guess. One, yeah, I do want to say, uh, I said it as my nickname, but I, I want to elaborate on this because it does actually have to do with Stadium Stampede. When I said a Schrodinger's Gold outfit, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, Shake, but when uh, when Stadium Stampede first came out, you were able to select the gold outfit for every character, whether you had unlocked it or not. Now, uh, really? it's been, why I call it Schrodinger's uh, Gold outfit is because it's, it's there or not, like, you never know. Like, sometimes it's there, sometimes it isn't. So it's kind of like, <laughs> it's like both at the same time. I don't understand what it is, because when it started, I was like, holy shit, I, I have all the gold outfits. That's awesome. I'll play as whoever in a gold outfit. Great. And and then and then while we were playing on Friday, it just, like, disappeared, and then I couldn't do it anymore. And then I was playing last night, and it was back. So I don't, I don't understand what's happening. Like, uh, sometimes I can play, pick all the gold outfits, sometimes I can't. And you know how they added, like, new outfits for different people? Like how Sting has, like, different face paint and stuff like that? That's the same thing with that. Like, sometimes it's there, sometimes it isn't. If it if it gives you the option to pick different outfits, then you'll have the gold outfit. But if it doesn't, it's not there. And oh, I don't understand hilarious. what it is because there was, like, no update or anything like that. It's just randomly there or not there. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, I, I love the idea of just, like, here's all the gold outfits because... It's kind of stupid to go and do the 20 wins and all that. Like, t- that takes forever. Just let me use all the fucking gold outfits. And it, and we, I was talking to Joe about it last night. We were like, they, they should also let you let you be like, you know, since, like you were saying, since Dunstan Rose has like a gold outfit, you should be able to make him into gold dust, right? Just to, yeah. may, maybe you don't have to use the name because of copyright or whatever, but it'd be cool to like mm-hmm. have a gold dust outfit for it. But yeah, the, see if you can do it or not. It's been really weird how it's it's there sometimes and sometimes it isn't, and I have no idea why. I can't figure out what the what the ins and outs. Are. And it works in both mo- modes. You could do the gold outfit on Stadium Stampede and on Fight Forever. It'll either be there or not there. Like I was, and it's weird because I just did it last night. Like the last match we played, I played as Matt Jackson in a gold outfit, and then I rebooted the game today, and it showed him standing there in his regular outfit, and then the gold outfit was gone, and I was like. I don't know. look. I, I haven't recorded. It happened. It's on YouTube, <laughs> but uh, but it's like what what the fuck, man? And then it was gone again. So I don't know. Really weird. I, it's uh, yeah. I don't know. At, at this point, I think I'm gonna throw my hat um in the ring and I'm gonna ask Zaidi and and whoever else is involved in the game if I could play test it. <laughs> like let yeah, right. Hire me as a play tester. Let me find all of the, the bugs and glitches and report them directly to you because mm-hmm. I, I I encountered them enough at this. Yeah, yeah, right. Just like yeah, just be like here. Can I just send you a bunch? I'm sure he's already getting that, or they're already getting that. Um, are there? There's um. I mean, do you think that we're actually going to get the DLC this this Thursday? The the bunny Keith Lee DLC because I've seen uh evidence of that so maybe they'll do another patch maybe i don't know maybe not maybe we'll just get keith lee and the bunny but i don't know when i loaded the game um i can't remember if this was monday or tuesday it might have been yeah like it might have been tuesday i got the notification um you know how on switch where it's like oh this game has been Mm -hmm. updated or downloadable content like little mini window notification that pops up i got that for aew um so i'm pretty much convinced that we're gonna get the dlc either tomorrow or friday okay i'd i'd be surprised if we didn't well it says it at, I, yeah i mentioned it a couple of weeks ago but on the eShop it says the 31st but you know always take that as a grain of salt it might happen it might not it's so weird just the communication in general like even when uh the eShop had the original dlc listing anxiety was in the so not in the subreddit but actually in the discord saying like don't listen to anything unless it's official thq communication i'm like this is nintendo mm-hmm. <laughs> right like how does this organization and this company 
um, and, and console manufacturer not have inside information. Um, clearly something went wrong, something along the timeline and plans changed, but I'd be, I'd be hard pressed to believe that Nintendo just said, oh, the DLC is going to come out one month exactly after the release date and, mm-hmm. and the subsequent releases would have dates as well. I, I just thought that that was pretty funny on, uh, Zaidi's part to kind of say that, um, I was like, it's Nintendo, like it's a credible source. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was up there. It was, I think it was like July 25th or something. And then it just didn't happen. And, and then it, and then there was another date. And I don't know. I hope it happens because I, because I paid for it. So I paid for all that uh, yeah. extra DLC. So even though I wish, uh, I mean, you don't really see much, much of Keith Lee anymore. I, I kind of wish it was Swerve, but you know, no, no sign of him coming to the game anytime soon. I, I just hope that like whatever this DLC is, whatever this next update is, it, it's more than just what we've paid for. Right. I hope like, that there's additional characters because when you like actually tool around and you, and you go into the different game modes like when you go into custom mode or you go into like the tag team rules like there's tons of stuff like you know there's uh private parties entrance music theme, oh, yeah. finishers like i'm just like were these dudes planned to be in the game are they coming down the pipeline even scu right so i'm like is frankie kazarian gonna be in the game you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i i I, I hope that these are just like little Easter eggs hinting at what's coming and they just haven't said anything. Yeah, I was really I was really surprised that like I was surprised that Private Party wasn't there because they were like AEW originals like from the beginning. Like same with like uh Santana and Ortiz. Like I'm surprised I was really surprised they weren't in there either. You know, you got like the inner circle, but it's just Sammy and Chris Jericho and that's it. You know, <laughs> so it's like Yeah. I don't know. All these like people who have been there forever, I figured they were you know, they would be there like 100%, you know? So, I don't know. Yeah, and you can find stuff like, uh, I know like the acclaimed uh, entrance music is in there. And I know they've actually recorded stuff because they said it on, on Twitter that, that they you know, recorded stuff for the game, but who knows when, that, when that'll when that happen. But yeah, no, they need um, they need to add a, there's a lot of people that are doing a lot of stuff on the show that aren't that aren't in the game. And even like I said, even older ones like Private Party that should be in there that aren't in there. It's like, come on, come on, guys. Yeah, I mean, I hope we get House of Black. Um, yeah, the rest of them, right? Like we, we just have the, we just yeah, have the one. Yeah. We just have Malachi, and that's it. I think we should. Yeah, we've talked about Stadium Stampede for a long time, so we should probably we should probably move on. But we're also we're also like almost to our break time, so let's take a break. Uh, let's take a break, and we'll be back to talk about Mario Wonder and news and games and all that stuff. Okie dokie. All right, all right. <laughs> Hey you! 
It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! Yeah, but again, thank you guys for having me. This is fun, just kind of talking. um, Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no, I mean, talking with you on the, you know, when we were playing and watching your videos, I was like, oh, no, you you know your shit, so you should definitely be on our podcast, you know, because, yeah. And I, and I like what I've been I've been watching your show like I, I subscribe to it and all that and I enjoy it and like I said I I respect anybody who can get get those videos out quick or just on the you know on the point and I I understand it's a lot of work and all that and you know much respect it's fun. I, listen I well thank you and I received that um, a lot of it is new man like you know I think um, the I didn't start editing until I did that like first AEW video. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, to be wow. very honest. <laughs> so you just learned a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Hey, this is not too bad." And and you know, like I'm just using the tools that I have. I'm not editing um in Final Cut or or anything major. Like if I'm being honest, I'm using iMovie. Yeah, that's what I use too for for anything that I edit. Um, iMovie. Yeah, you know, um, I'm just creating like little small graphics just for overlays and stuff. You know, it, it it's a labor of love, and and I'm and to be quite honest, like as much as I love gaming, um, I think I'm also just really excited about the learning. You know, like the growing. Um, and I also like having like I, I think for me one of the things that really piqued my interest and just like that made me say, hey, keep doing this. Maybe there's something here. Was what I did do one of the AEW videos. I remember waking up and I was like, wait, 
it got a thousand views <laughs> like overnight and then there was oh. like a bunch of comments and i was like you That's know what dream. if i could help foster some like sort of healthy conversation or discourse about gaming that would really be dope so really like that that's what it all kind of boils down to like for me it's like i love like just building a community around folks who want to discuss gaming and um you know i'm i'm, I'm really appreciative to be learning how to edit and maybe you know i'll take it a step further and and, and maybe throw my hands at a not a final cut what's the program that everyone's using now i don't know davinci resolve oh davinci Vinci resolve that, oh. that's the one everyone's using haven't now. Even, that sounds scary haven't even heard of it i'm that i'm that out of the out of that out of the loop that i don't know yeah it I just, makes me think of like davinci's like sketches and i'm like nah i shouldn't <laughs> be using that i can't sketch like that yeah all right well we're back from the break so so this, it was kind of like Curse of the Podcast. You know, we, we saw in the news, the news is in Nintendo Twitter or whatever. There's going to be a, there's going to be a um, direct tomorrow for uh, for the Super Mario Brothers Wonder 15 minute thing. As you're listening to this now, you already know. Yeah, but we don't know. <laughs> by the time this is posted, yeah, it will have already happened. But I mean, it's like, I'm not waiting for that. I need to, you know, I like to keep it on the schedule as we normally do. But I, but I watched, uh, I saw a video that you did, that you did shake where you were talking about, um, how you're thinking that Wonder might be uh, as big of a seller as uh, as Tears of the Kingdom, if if not if not higher? Or... I do, I really do. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I, I was just thinking about this, right? Like after the direct, I was like, "This is a 2D Mario game mm-hmm. in a post Super Mario Brothers movie world, right?" And historically, right. like in terms of sales data that Nintendo's released, the 2D games have always outperform the 3d games going back to the Wii. so i'm like mario is not only more popular than ever i just think that like it's a it's a franchise that is really everywhere at this point you know you can watch the film on peacock there's just like a renewed interest in it outside of gaming and i think like 2d games have always been really um just accessible like you understand what you have to do like you know what i'm saying you're moving from left to right and 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 i think that like the combination of uh just how easy it is to get into it and, and the popularity of mario right now i'm like i wouldn't be surprised if not only this game sells well but you know, with the new art style, I'm like, what if this game actually does what we wanted a 2D Mario game to do for a long time and and, and, and simply innovating, right? Yeah, right. What if it has like that Super Mario World magic where it does this thing that we've never even imagined? Because that was always the thing with Mario games, right? The first time you played Mario 3, or if, or if you watched <laughs> The Wizard, it was like mm-hmm. when you seen him get the the leaf and turn into Tanuki Mario, it was like, oh my gosh, or you know what I'm saying? Mario um, flies now, no longer bound to the ground. I'm in. Absolutely, right? So all of these little innovations that have always just like captured the imagination of, of, of our inner kids. I think that like the first time we saw Yoshi, it was like, oh my gosh, Mario is riding a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And, and now like he's turning into an elephant. Like, like how crazy, how bizarre is this gonna get? Um and and I and and the truth is, I just kind of think that Mario is as much as I love Zelda is a bigger franchise. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if this game comes out in October or whenever and like sells gangbuster. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, like, their, it's their mascot, so you know, yeah. like it's, yeah, it's think, everything. Yeah. You know, it's what Nintendo wants to be known for Mario. So yeah, they've got a whole new audience now. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be a lot of people's first Mario game. Like 
that have been brought into the fold as well. So I'm interested what that does to sales. It's also coming out at the tail end of the Switch life cycle uh, at a point where the Switch just this week, as it was announced, surpassed the lifetime sales of the Wii domestically. Finally. So, <laughs> I mean, it's got the biggest audience that a Mario game could possibly have mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, and, and like you were saying, uh, as far as like the 2D versus the 3D stuff, yeah, the, the Mario the Mario 2D is very it's very accessible. It's, it's very easy to figure out. And I've said before on this show that, you know, I think Super Mario Brothers 1 is like one of the best games of all time because it's so easy to figure out. Like you just, you can just sit down and you just, you know what to do, you know, and it does so in that first level, it does really well, like telling, teaching you like what to do and how to carry on. And I think I feel the same way that I think that Mario Wonder will capture We'll, we'll just, I mean, it's, I think it's, that's the one that people will want more, more than anything. It's just a regular, you know, the Mario that you remember, the NES Mario, the Super Nintendo Mario. And thank God they finally broke away from the, from the new Super Mario Brothers oh, games. Because yes. it's even like, even the first ones were, late, but yeah, they I don't know, even the first one wasn't really that exciting when it came out. It was very much, it was very, very, all the levels were kind of similar. I mean, and, you know. at, at, at the time, <laughs> we thought the, 2D Mario games were dead and it was all going to be 3D. Sure. So I personally was excited. Oh, confirmation. We're getting more 2D Mario games. I'd never thought that would happen. That was what was exciting about it to me. I enjoyed the game and I thought it was it was cool. And they did number two. Okay, I didn't get it, but it looked cool. Then they did the the Wii U uh, the Wii one. Well, okay. number two, number They're two was actually really the, was actually the Wii style. one. And the Wii U one was the exact same. And like, like come on. And all these games again, once again, we're called new Super Mario Brothers. Oh, how many more new Super Mario Brothers are we going to Well, even, yeah, taking it across yeah. the different platforms and keeping the new, especially, it's like, yeah, right. We'll keep it new for the DS games. That makes sense. But yeah, once yeah. it starts being on the Wii and the Wii U, or yeah, the Wii U and the Wii and the, the Switch, you're like, okay, come on, guys. Yeah. The irony is that there was so little innovation going on with each iteration of that new Super Mario Brothers franchise and that's what people were just kind of getting at least i was getting irritated with it came more new i never i never got the wii u one and the first one was basically like how do you unlock anything you either become tiny or you become big that's basically what you do to unlock any other any of the levels oh, i said in the original one it was very simple it's like you're either tiny mario yeah. or big mario that was like their only yeah. thing there and then the second one the actual second one the wii one uh, you had four people playing at once, which I thought was a little more. It was a little more interesting, and then you had the what was it? Then the it was it was either the Wii. I forget if the 3DS one or the Wii U one came out after that. But I thought the 3DS one, New Mario Brothers two, was kind of boring too. Even though it was like, oh, let's collect oh, collect a million coins. coins. Yeah, yeah. Yep. you're yeah, trying to collect was... a million coins, which I never got to. But I had I not gotten that game for free. Yeah, I I still may not own it. I bought it. It just, I just, it was just kind of, it just kind of got boring to me pretty quickly. But I like, I like the Wii U one a little bit more because there was like some levels that were different. It was like basically there was like one set of levels that kind of looked like Wonder, like because they had that uh, that Van Gogh level where like everything had the crazy paintings and all that. That was really neat, but that was just like one part. And this one like seems, I don't, kind of reminds me of. uh, I've said it before, but it reminds me of like the Luigi Dream Team, the Mario and Luigi Dream Team game, where you like go into the dream world and everything's crazy. That's kind of like what this game looks like, you know, where things change and like all of a sudden the pipes are moving and stuff like that. It kind of looks like the dream world or whatever i mean it certainly was is going to be brought up that it's uh leaning more into the uh mario's really taking mushrooms you know it's those are magic mushrooms <laughs> nice i mean yeah the distortions let, and let, stuff are just let's make it weird and it's Mar- like, mario hasn't been weird enough in a while fuzzy get dizzy it seems yeah. maybe that's why his voice will sound so funny yeah, yeah he's a- <laughs> hilarious <laughs> he found his 
he found himself in the desert. He he got in a fight and his neck got wrecked a whole bunch. I don't know if you. Uh, I, I don't think. I don't know if any. I don't. Did you ever watch the 2012 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show? Shake. Did you ever watch that? The animated one. I didn't. I, I did not. I did not. I remember it was wildly popular. Oh, it was great. I think it's. I still think it's the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon there is. Uh, but uh, there's a part where they ha- where they changed Leonardo's voice from uh, was it from Jason Biggs to to Seth Green, and they do this whole thing where he is in this he- this really long fight. And he gets choked a bunch, and then he wakes up later in a in a bathtub, and he's like, "Oh my god, my throat hurts so much!" And that's why they that was like their explanation as to why his, his voice changed. So they worked it into the that's story. Hilarious. So when they, so when they start the new it's, season, it's he canon. like yeah, he comes back and he's like, "Oh, why do I sound so weird?" <laughs> I mean, as a teenager, he could have just his voice could have just changed. But oh. sure, I just thought it was funny that they wrote because that show was fucking brilliant. They just wrote it in there because they're not, and they know everybody knows. You know, might as well just make it part of the story. Speaking of, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, go ahead. Is everyone getting the DLC for Shredder's Revenge tomorrow? 100%. Because I am yes. so excited. It's free, right? I'm so excited. Yeah, like there's no additional cost or whatever. We're just automatically getting it. I haven't played that game in no, a while, so I wouldn't mind putting it up again. Oh, yeah, oh, it's eight bucks. Okay, I mean that's still still a great price. Where we're getting no that that game was so, really good. There's they, like Usagi Ojimbo, but isn't there like a, there's some sort of like uh, marathon mode or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a, a, the same kind of mode I think that was in the uh, Street the Street Rage, Rage 4. Four. Yeah, yeah, they did a similar thing. So is it essentially you just play as long as you survive as long as you can? Yeah, it's, it's is, a, isn't that what uh, arcade mode was? Like mode where you you have a screen and a bunch of waves of enemies come, and then you defeat that wave, and at the end of the wave, you're presented with two choices: you can get this power up or that power up, and you just keep going. Okay, cool. There, there's been I saw in the rumors, and this is probably true, that there may be a new OLED. A switch unveiled with with the direct with a red joy cons have you seen that what, what, what seems do you think like about you, that? likely yeah yeah i would not be surprised i i my og switch was the odyssey uh bundle so you know i i think it's high time because well they did a mario bundle not that long ago they they did for the movie, right. but, the movie. It, but it wasn't yeah. an oled one it was just a regular one with yeah, red joy cons i think so i mean that would make sense for I them to do a pro controller that i mean that could happen too that that could be that could be a possibility. There's yeah, there's rumors going around about possible DLC, paid DLC for Mario Wonder. I don't know what that is. Is that just like more suits? I don't know. Can you pay extra to have Charles Martinet come back and do the voice, like the original mm-hmm. voice? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they like. Here's the thing. I think Nintendo, for the most part, has always handled DLC uh, appropriately for the most part. Like I don't feel like we ever get gypped. Like yeah, most times, DLC typically comes in at around twenty to thirty bucks, but it's usually a lot of content that you get with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if they did do something like um, DLC for Wonder, I think it'll be like what they did with Luigi, which is almost like an entire other game. Oh yeah, that was great DLC. The super. The speaking of yeah. new Super Mario Bros., the new Super Mario's Luigi U or whatever. Like that mm-hmm. was a, that was a whole yeah. game. It's insanely hard game, but a whole another game on top of that for the hardcore. Um. And actually, like right now, I'm playing. Uh, I'm I'm revisiting Mario Plus Rabbits since the Rayman DLC came out. Oh, nice! And and that DLC package is always so robust. Like even with the first game, the Donkey Kong DLC was like huge. Oh yeah, yeah. So I and and although Nintendo's not developing or publishing that, I think Nintendo's just like done a pretty good job with DLC. So who knows? But It'll I did want to say that included with the NSO, like you know Animal Crossing and. 
Well, a couple yeah. of things you should. Yeah. Well, I mean Absolutely. the the new the new car the new uh, tracks. Like um, yeah. I, I when it, when we were playing on the we were playing AW one night, and uh, Joe didn't even know about that. I told him I was like, "Hey, uh, do you got Nintendo Switch Online? Like the expansion pass?" I was like, "You can you can download all these new Mario Kart levels." And that's why we yeah when we ended up playing it after that because he didn't know. And that's crazy, right? Like you think about with that the value of that in terms of the DLC twenty five bucks for an additional forty eight tracks like. That's a whole other game. <laughs> yeah, they double double <laughs> right? the amount, right? Double the yeah. amount of content for twenty five bucks. Um, so if there is DLC, I, I don't know how wacky or zany they're gonna get, but I imagine it would be cool. But what I was gonna say was that to John's point, like I think that that idea of like just the generational shifts and like how we all grew up with Mario as Nintendo fans, right? Like I think that like this game, if it innovates in a way that it kind of already has or it's, it, it's just hinting at this is gonna be like a really special moment in gaming which is why like i started to like even speculate what this game could be because i think that like mario as a game has always taught mario's really interesting and just stay with me <laughs> with this idea but like it teaches the language of gaming mm -hmm. you know like when you talk about level one one like you know on an nes control pad you had two buttons so you knew that like one was jump and the other was run, right? And and, Mar and 2D Mario games have always fundamentally done that. It's like, it teaches the language that like scaffolds and builds and, and iterates through different games, right? Like, it's like, oh, this button is jump, this button is run. And I think that like, if we think about, um, you know, the, this Mario world we're living in with, with the huge success of the film and, and like an entirely new generation coming into a new console, Perspectively, next year, I, like I really think that this like might be a huge moment in gaming. Yeah, yeah definitely. I can agree with that. I, I was I think, thinking, um, I was thinking about that with all the kids that saw like Super Mario, you know, the Super Mario movie or whatever. It's like, what was, what was the last Mario they played? Like Odyssey, I guess, was probably like the most recent one. But I mean, as far as like, I mean, it was six years ago. So if you were yeah six <laughs> coming into the theater, like you. This is it, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's that's like, what I mean. It's like, it's like what is exactly. what is what is familiar so, to you? Like the, think, was... think about your first Mario game, and yeah, you know, this could be yeah, it could be even if it isn't a societal shift or whatever, it's still a huge deal yeah. to some people or a generation even really. Well, right? I mean, they're, yeah, yeah, and their and their first two D one is probably like what like Mario New Mario U Deluxe or whatever on Switch. You know, that's mm -hmm. the only other two D one that we know aside from the classics like through the NSO and all that. So. You know, Mario Maker, you know. Oh yeah, totally forgot about Mario Maker too. I know John. I, I know John didn't. John's like a <laughs> one of the biggest Mario Maker two fan I know of. Put a thousand hours into that yeah. game. There's that dude who uh, made all of like his entire Mario world in that. Yeah. Oh yeah. To grant a little notoriety. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the that one was that was really like wild. the official sequel, right to to Super Mario World, I think. Yeah, he called Super Mario Brothers four. Yeah, yeah. I guess it'd be five, right? Or did he call it five? I don't remember. Oh, I'm saying, but it would be five because Super Mario World was four, yeah. right? Technically. I don't know. Yeah, but this is the tie-in. This mm. is the film tie-in that we all were like, where is it, right? Like, sure, yeah. In March, everyone is like, is there going to be a new game? Nope, it's coming. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had, seven, the, we, had, we had the the movie, the theme park opened in Los Angeles yeah, this, this year. Theme and park, now, yeah, theme park cap it too. off, here's the game. Yeah, really, yeah, it's the definitely the year of Mario, right? We gotta gotta be hitting all of them. I Finally, mean, I, a year yeah. for Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm excited about Wonder. I think it's I think it's going to be fun. I mean, I like as much as as much as I shit on some of the new Super Mario Brothers games. I do like the the I do like the 2D you know Mario. 
I mean, Super Mario World is my is definitely my favorite Super Mario 2D game. I know there's some people who are like between three or three or uh, World, but I love Super Mario World. Like when I by the time I got around to playing that game, I played the shit out of it. I couldn't stop playing it because it was so great. And I still think the art style is amazing for that game, for the Super Nintendo. I still think it looks incredible. And the sound design. Like, and the music's great too, yeah. It's definitely uh, just a top-tier game. Uh, yeah, it's definitely my favorite as well. I've I've thought about going back to the, you know, one, you know, Mario 1, but it's just not. It's not the same. It 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 holds a place in my heart because of when I played it more than which one's better. I'm like you, Jeremy, um, sharing with you guys that I had a Sega Master System, right? Mm-hmm. When I did finally get a Nintendo console, um, you know, I had that in Final Fight. Like, those were my two first games on SNES. Nice. And, and I just remember, like, staying up until the wee hours of the morning. Like, I, I loved Super Mario World. It was everything. It, you know, like, playing Mario on a friend's console at their house or whatever it was always cool but like having the game finding the secrets the end the, the secret exits to you know all of the stages that they had like there was a point in my life where i could get all 96 stars by memory like i could probably you know? do most of them there's a few that still confuse me but yeah i've played there it so many times my my wife yeah. jess is really is really good at it uh they actually wanted to do like a speed run at some point and i was like yeah let's do it because i when we were in japan i got I got the Japanese version of it because it's much cheaper to get Super Famicom uh, Super Nintendo games instead of NES games. Uh, SNES games. Because at one point in a in a moment of uh, darkness or whatever, I sold a ton of my Super Nintendo games. But yeah, I was like, let's do a stream, you know, try to do a speed run. Because yeah, because they're really, really, really good at it. And it's, I remember when we first started dating, like uh, just that they could say, this is how you get through tubular. You know, I was like, really? Tubular is like the fucking hardest ass level. Like, you know, it's like, well, you know, you, you, you got to jump on this one at this right time. And I was like, all right, you're, you're obviously not full it's of hard. shit. Cause you know, the it's parts, hard. you know, the parts of tubular cause tubular. Yeah. I, I hate that level so much. I think it's like one of the worst. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's hard as fuck, but yeah, it's no Kaizo, it's but it's <laughs> an early version of what Kaizo yeah, would be. Yeah, it's not fun. I mean, you can, yeah, there's ways, you know, you can fly over it if you bring the whatever. But, yeah, it's a difficult one. But, no, yeah. So I, I have a prediction for this, this weekend, because this weekend is actually uh, the Nintendo Live event. I think that just... Oh, I forgot about that. that. Uh, you know, the announcement is tomorrow. Oh, shit, totally forgot I'm about that. I'm putting two and two together. They're going to show this game at, at the live event. They're going to let people play it. Oh, yeah. It. And we're about to get hit with some hands-on impressions of the game over the weekend. That's my that's my prediction. It makes so sense. We're, we're about to go from knowing next to nothing about this game to knowing quite a bit within the next couple of days. I mean, it's they all... would never give us a demo to Mario. We've never gotten a Mario demo. Not not that we'll get a demo. Nintendo Live. No, but I was just, wondering. I was just uh, going to yeah. say, what yeah. if on top of that? Yeah, that, that would be crazy, that right? Would, yeah. If they did a that would, that would be, be cool. that would be cool. Yeah, I'd be into that. But I mean, yeah, they haven't it really done that. Cons- I'm sorry, Trey. Go no, go, go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was done. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, like, it's going to consume the gaming news cycle. Like, if there were a demo that dropped, like, it yeah. will absolutely consume the gaming news cycle. Oh, yeah. Nintendo's very good at that, right? Ever since they, uh, I don't know, they've been doing that for a while with the fucking, with their Mario, with the Mario movie, like, trailers or whatever. They're very much about getting their shit trending and all that. You know, it's like, you know, it's here's a... Yeah, here's another thing. Here we're just going to show like this, whatever this Mario trailer, but make it into a direct, just because we can steal the conversation like that. And they've done it like so many times that it's like Mario Wonder has been trending all day on on Twitter. So I bet people are hyped. It's no wonder. Yeah, yeah. I just checked. Uh, 
I wanted to see if uh, let's see. Oh, never mind. I was looking for wrestling stuff on there too, but but yeah, are, no. Are gonna be watching it at nine a.m. Central? I don't know if you're in central time. Uh, I mean, I'll uh, whenever I get up, I'll watch it. I don't. I'm not gonna like set my alarm or whatever to get up at the at the time to see it. But I'll definitely watch it tomorrow. Of course, of course I'm gonna do it. But spoilers might permeate your dreams. You better give and watch it right away. I think I, I kind of want to make a bingo card, even though it's so specific. Like. You got to think of a lot of game. You need a lot of stuff for that bingo card, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of spaces on there for one game. You know, new virtual console is not going to work for this. I'm one. looking forward to it for sure. But uh, I guess um, aside from that, like, is there uh, is there any are there any like new videos that you that you have working on, uh, Shake? That you want to you want to mention to to us? Thanks for asking. I, I'm working on a bunch of content. I think that like um, one of the things that I'm doing right now is trying to figure out. Who the audience is, you know, like I think the AEW videos is def- have definitely um, done okay for the most part. I- I'm-, I'm trying to stay away from being like uh, one of the doom and gloom guys who's just like the game is dead, the game is dead. Like I, I-, I try to approach it from like a critical <laughs> yeah. perspective, but not like, you know, it- it- the game is dead and you shouldn't play this game. Um, but I'm also trying to figure out like what consoles are my subscribers on, you know, and also just trying to like create the content that I like. So I'm going to have something on Sparks of Hope really soon. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to cover the TMNT DLC as well. I, I've been thinking about some of the games. Like, this is like an expensive weekend gaming because Trine 5 is coming out. Sea of Stars came out. Blasphemous 2 came Like, there's all of the stuff that just recently came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we get the Keith Lee DLC, I'll be discussing that. I'll be the Samba um, Day Amigo, too. Also, also came out yeah, and, as well. And, and, yeah. yeah, you know, I actually played the demo of that earlier today. Um, and, and that looked fun. Um, you know, uh, I'm thinking about diving into that. I, I see that you've been playing Vampire Survivors, so, like, I, I'm oh, yeah. going to pull the trigger on that as well. We've, uh, yeah, all, um, all three of us, yeah, uh, all, all three of us has played it. Actually, well, Jeremy told us about it last year, actually, almost a year ago, like, when it blew up on PC. But, yeah, no, 100% recommend that. I've still been playing the crap out of it i mean i'm sure i could see my hours now but that yeah that's a it's just an easy game to play and it's just so addictive and i just love the loop and like you know leveling up and like uh, evolving your weapons and all that stuff and mm-hmm. i got to the point where yeah, i figured out the best way to do it yeah level up. Yep. i've unlocked all of the stages now um i it, i've just been going through the the unlockables and i think i only have like four or five left or something like that so whenever i get done with that i'm going to do all the dlc stuff too but yeah no it's a yeah that game like totally just yeah, i've got all the unlockables except i haven't done any of the cursed but i'm going to do eventually oh okay yeah have you bought all the stuff the the power-ups well that's what i meant so there's um different tiers to each of the power-ups and then uh, and you will unlock more instances of some of them like re-roll and stuff oh yeah you yeah have extra chances that you'll unlock but uh but I have done everything but the curse. But there is there is an item or whatever you want to call it, a boon that makes the game harder too. Like within that, I can't remember which character has that as their thingy. But uh, between that and the uh, the curse, it could probably be pretty hard. Oh yeah, no, totally. Well, I mean, for was that I know once you beat a level, you can do hyper too, which I've been doing that where you can go super fast. And now everything feels slow if I'm not using that. But no, yeah. 100% Vampire Survivors, Survivors, check it out. It's only five bucks. You'll totally get you'll you'll get your dollars worth. I guarantee that it's 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 incredibly addictive. And if you like if you like leveling up and unlocking stuff like I do, then uh, 
you'll enjoy it. Like I, I, I highly recommend what I did was I remapped my controls to uh, where I could play it all with one hand because it's a game that you don't need much. And like I have very needy cats, so I can pet my cats while I play it. Mm. It's the only oh, game right now awesome. I have that I can do that with. Yeah, I should do that because I have our cats are super needy here, too, with the new house. Like they follow you everywhere and they're just like, meh, meh, meh. that's why I, lock, I, I shut the door. I don't let them in here because they'll jump around and knock everything off and make too much noise. So that's if, if, I, if I shut the door, they'll forget that I'm down here and they'll just stay upstairs. Well, but, guess uh, he's I'll gone. definitely check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Sorry not to <laughs> kind of want to bounce off that. But I, I knew that all of us wanted to all of us wanted to mention it because we've all because we've all been playing it. But uh, why don't we uh, why don't we talk about uh, any other games that we've been playing for the week aside from you know all the stuff we've already talked about? Let's see. I, I talked about Vampire Survivors. Uh, you mentioned it. You mentioned it a second ago, Shake. But uh, Sea of Stars that that's a huge release this week. Um, that yeah. they they were the same people who made the Messenger. I, I hope you played that game. That game was incredible on Switch. And um, I was I kickstarted that one as well. I kickstarted Sea of Stars. So. I paid for it like three years ago. I think actually, yeah, it was three years ago. It was in 2020. I kickstarted in 2020. So I got my code. I got my Switch game code and I got the I got the soundtrack code as well because I paid extra like for the music and all that. Because Rainbow Dragon Eyes, who did the soundtrack for Messenger, all those songs are amazing. Not to mention that, um, uh, was it uh, um, Mitsuda from uh, Chrono Trigger's on there too. So yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 soundtrack worth getting. So I'm I was very excited, but I've uh, unfortunately I haven't had much time to play it. Like I've, I played it for like ten minutes last night, really, because <laughs> I was I was just trying to I'm really trying real hard to to put together this downstairs room or whatever. So I played it for about ten minutes, and I looked at it, and I was like, wow, this game is really beautiful. This music is amazing, and that's about what I got from it. But I mean, both of you have played it. Do you have more or any? Who else has played it? Jake, do you get the game too? Shake can be played. See if oh no, I I have not played it. I mean, you know, the pixel art is mm. gorgeous. Like yeah. it is, it is some of the finest <laughs> pixel art that I've seen. Yeah. Um, I, I have not played it. It's funny because like I, I was never like a traditional JRPG guy, mm. you know, and and I've come to like them, right? But growing up, I was always an action, you know, game kind of guy. Um, yeah. But but this game between like the pixel art and whatnot, and, and I think that it's been reviewing pretty well. I think I'll yeah. probably get it. You and I are kind of on the same page, shit, because I was more of an action game, still I'm more of an action game guy, and and I've said it many times on the show that I don't like RPGs, I don't like turn-based combat. And I bought this game solely on the strength of the messenger because I loved the messenger. Yeah, the messenger was our game of the year mm-hmm. in 2018. And, you know, I, I remember when they announced their next game was going to be a JRPG. I, I was just kind of like, oh, you know, it's, it, you had me and and you potentially lost me. But, man, that, the messenger was just so good that I had to get it. So, all right, I, I bought the game. And there, certainly the demo helped sway me because the demo was really engaging, I thought. And the turn-based combat is uh, for, for people like us, uh, I think eased up a little bit in in the way that there's there's a timing aspect to it, like the Paper Mario games. Mm-hmm. It's it. like action, and so there's action more action, race, whatever. Yeah, involvement. Yeah, I, I've I just never liked the idea of selecting my moves from a menu. This is a video game. I want to actually do the thing. I don't want to select do the thing from a menu. 
I want to do it. And so there's more interactivity to it. And although I have not played much more than Trey, I think I've played about an hour of the actual game. I, I did play probably three or four hours, of the, maybe three hours of the demo. But the actual game, been playing about an hour. And I'm enticed to play more. Like, it's just a good story so far. Good characters. Beautiful artwork. Really good music. Um, it's the whole package. And I'm, I'm more enticed by all the positive reviews and stuff that I've heard across the board. It's got a 91 on Metacritic. Really? It's sitting at 91, 91 right now? 91. Wow. Yep. It's been, wow. It's been okay. Yeah. Um, so my Switch backlog is crazy. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Like, I... I'm juggling two one terabyte guard cards. Oh wow! <laughs> like I kid you not, like it's wild. Um, so uh, I I mentioned that to simply say that like I'll get it. I don't know if and when I'll start playing it because my backlog right now is pretty crazy. Yeah, the, um, we were talking about this last week, but I mean, yeah, Nintendo. It was like there was Tears of the Kingdom. Everybody played that, you know, and there was kind of a little bit of a lull. But then it was like, but then I felt like it was just like, boom, 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 boom. It was like one thing after another. It was like, well, Pikmin 4 was really good. And it was like Pikmin 4. And then there was a Quake 2 remaster, which isn't Nintendo, but it was still there. And then there's like WrestleQuest and there's like Vampire Survivor. And then there was like Bomb Rush Cyberfunk and Red Dead Redemption. I saw you did a video about that too. Like it was just like, boom, boom, boom. Just like one thing after another. To to that point, like, which is crazy, right? And, And, you know, we were talking about like the Switch sales. I'm like, yes, we're getting closer to the end of the year. Summer's almost done. But, like, we started off the year with a new Fire Emblem. We started off the year with, like, Metroid Prime Remastered. Like, there have been heavy hitters. And I'm like, this can't be a system in its twilight. You can't really convince me. It's been an amazing year, amazing year for Switch, big time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, And I really believe that, like, Mario Wonder coming at the end of the year, like, it's been seven years. Like the PS2 had like a 10 year lifespan. I think the Switch is going to crack that 155 million. Yeah. 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 I, I really it's, believe that Switch is going to like go down in history as the best selling console of all time. I believe it for sure. I mean, this is like the hottest that Switch has been ever in its seven years. You, know, you got Tears of the Kingdom blowing up huge. You know, Mario Wonder, I, th- I think I'm inclined to agree with you that it's going to be as big as here's the kingdom i i, I think nintendo yeah they're probably going to be releasing the next system next year but i think they'll they'll have that uh uh overlap which they've typically had you know there was some years where they were selling games for the, the super nintendo into the n64 or the the nes into the super nintendo but i think that's going to be the longest overlap that they've had between two systems the exact about face from the Wii U, which was, we're done with the Wii U. Here's the Switch. Yeah. So we're gonna have yeah. probably three, four years of overlap, I think. Well, they were like, let's let's take all the good Wii U games and put it on Switch. Is basically, yeah. That's part yeah. of why the Switch was so good. Is that they brought all the great. I mean, there's so not- there were great games on Wii U, and they just. I mean, they brought Mario Kart Eight on there, like the, the best fucking Mario Kart ever. You know. Another thing the Switch has going for it is the uh, the rabid Nintendo fan base that loves their special edition consoles. So the install base, I'm sure it's not two per person, but it's more than one per person because of that. Um, so if you take the the switch as an ecosystem, if the next so the next switch is it just going to be 
the next switch is it going to carry everything over but there's going to be some games that only work on it and then that'll be the transition you know eventually a new game is going to come out you could only play on the new switch i think that would be the smartest thing for them to do because that also does continue their lifetime sales like like mm-hmm. the playstation did or rather yeah the playstation 2 there are several different models of the system i don't know if they actually improve the processing power in any any of them other than to maybe make it more like efficiently built or whatever like you know it got smaller quieter less hot mm. but uh i don't know if the each if the next generation of the switch will still be maybe it'll be the switch still you know what i mean like maybe it won't be switch to super switch whatever mega switch i, I was hoping it'll it be was... the switch color <laughs> <laughs> Switch the, the, yeah, yeah. I was hoping it would be something between like the Game Boy Advance and DS, you know, where you could get the DS, but you could still play the Game Boy Advance games on it, or maybe even more like mm-hmm. more like the the DS to the 3DS, where you can buy the 3DS, but you can still get all the DS games, but you still, but they still kept making DS games for a long time before they switched to 3DS. You know, like when I, yeah, like I, th- I think when the 3DS came out was like when Pokemon Black, Black and White came out, which those. Those are like some of my favorite Pokemons ever. So it was like, you know, they still had like really killer games coming out like way after, you know, way after 3DS launch. So here's the thing. I think obviously we've said this generation after generation and Nintendo still hasn't done it. Maybe to a small extent with like, you know, where you can transfer between your uh, Wii and your Wii U or whatever. But uh, the the PS5, I love the PS5 and I, you know, I talk about it more than I should on a Nintendo podcast, but one of the things I love about it is that it was my PS4 on, on a new system. Like it just yeah. brought it all over. And it's like, it's like, I have, yes, I have a PS5, but over half the games I play now are PS4 games. You know, maybe they look slightly better or whatever because they're being upscaled, but it's just now I have access to more. Now I have access going back and forward. So that's what Nintendo needs to do. I would love to, to see, relevant. yeah. I would love to see Nintendo follow Sony on that because I only, I, you know, I have I have the PS4. Well, I have every, you know, I have PS1, two, three, four. Now I didn't get a five yet because too expensive. But uh, but I just love that whenever I buy a PS4 game, most of the time I automatically get a PS5 game. So I have a bunch of yeah. PS5 games that are just waiting for me for whenever the price gets lowered of that or whenever the writer strike stops or you know whatever. Um, then maybe eventually I can get one of those, but it's cool. Like like when I bought Street, Street Fighter Six, it's like, well, you get it for PS Five too. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So if I get a PS Five, then I got Street Fighter Six right there, right there waiting for me. And I and Nintendo should do the same thing, where they just encourage you to get the new thing. Where you buy it, where you, I don't think they would ever do that, but I would love to see them do that. Where they do like, here's both versions. You know, could you imagine them doing that for like Breath of the Wild, where it's like just buy it for wii u and you also get it for switch like there's no way they would do that like no fucking way right I, the fact that listen i i would love for them to do that but i think that mario kart 8 has proven to them we will sell it again <laughs> right course, we're yeah. still playing the same game you yeah. from 2013 or whatever and and i mean it's also a testament to great game design right because even then i remember playing mario kart 8 on wii thinking like this is the best mario kart ever and it was like, if it had a proper battle mode, it would be the definitive version. And, and what they did was yes. like, okay, like they fixed that. They've added more tracks now. We've got new characters. Like, But to your point, like the ecosystem is really, um, like I do admire PlayStation for that. My, my only worry is that Nintendo hasn't 
had like enough strong transitions from one generation to the next to even understand how to iterate that. And they've always been slow to adapt. So I, I worry that like, even though they're keeping the Nintendo ID, I don't know if they'll know how to integrate it in like this seamless way where it's like, hey, you power on the new console and guess what? All of the games that I have on that one terabyte SD card are, are, are magically um, backwards compatible somehow. Or, you know, I, I know Modern Vintage Gamer said that like, it might be challenging for them to do uh, backwards compatibility on the next system because of the Switch's architecture. I don't know anything about that, but I, I would love to be able to like boot up Tears of the Kingdom and play with higher res models or whatever the case. Higher frame rate. At the very least, nice. I just want yeah. The, yeah. Every yeah, 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 right. <laughs> the very least, every NSO game that's currently available instantly. Instantly available day one on the next system. Please, yeah, no come more on. Make us wait yeah, stop, yeah. stop making us wait for Excite Bike 64. I've been yeah. waiting forever for that. No, I, I I played it a little bit uh, last night, and I was like, I suck at this game. But I uh, but I think it's a great game, <laughs> regardless of that. But I was very good at it. But yeah, no, it's a, yeah, seriously, like, definitely Nintendo Switch Online stuff, because, you know, since the Wii, it's like, we have to, it's like, how long do we wait till Mario 64? How long do we wait till Mario, you know, Mario World, or Mario one, two, three, whatever. Just like, yeah, just carry all of that over. It's a subscription thing. Bring it from one to another. And I think like what they're saying, like with the structure of the switch, just, I mean, if they just, just switch to or whatever, just make it the same little tiny cartridge things. And we'll have the DS three DS situation, you know, we'll just go to the next thing. Just have a little tab sticking outside or whatever, like they did for the three DS versus DS games. Yeah. Where it's just a, yeah, well, it's, I mean, they fit in the same in the whole, it's just a little different, whatever. I think we covered, most of the stuff that you've been playing, John, or did you want to say, let's say Jeremy and John, do you want to finish up whatever you've been playing and then we'll run through whatever news we have left and we'll call it. Well, a sure. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say a little bit about sea of stars. Cause I didn't really, yeah, yeah. You haven't uh, said much I, of it. I don't want to get super into it since we're going to talk about it more next week when everybody's had more of a chance to play it, but I am at six hours when I last checked. So, I mean, I am Damn. in this game. Um, you threw yourself into that. I threw myself into it and I really, really like it. Um, I wanted to make sure also I had to mention uh, my references at the top of the show. That series of lines is a reference to Chrono Trigger. Um, you're wa- I can't remember which level it is, but you go you go through like a cave, and like some parts of the cave are also like external. So like you leave a cave, you walk outside for a second, and there's one point where you walk across like presumably like a cliff, and you can see like mountains off in the distance. You know, and you get the nice yeah. parallax Super Nintendo effect to show you they're really far away and there's an enemy model standing there, an enemy that you've fought even on this level. And you think he's going to attack you, but he does it. And you can just like walk right by him. But if you don't walk right by him, if you, you can actually go up to him and talk to him, he'll talk to you. And he says, mountains are nice. Mm. And then if you talk to him a second time, he just goes, this is the life. Mm. And it just kind of cycles between those two things. They did that exact same thing in this game. There's a there's a level where you go outside. One of the enemies is standing there, and I'm just like, wait a minute, this seems really familiar. And he says the exact same thing, and I just I like I was laughing so loud. Like it's such a dumb Easter egg, but I love it so much. And uh, it, it's chock full of them. Uh, it, you know, I'm not going to write anything. There's a ton. I mean, it's not even just direct stuff like that. You know, there's a lot of visual illusions and. And things will look familiar, but not exactly the same. And uh, and it's really, I saw someone say it online. It feel it looks like Chrono Trigger, but it feels more like 
it feels more like Super Mario RPG or something along those lines. Mm. And the gameplay and the the progression and uh, it's fairly linear so far. I don't know if it opens up, but I actually appreciate the linearity because everything's so well done. Um, There's animated cutscenes, but they still look like they could have been on an old system. You know, like they're like really low frame rate, like still images that, uh, you know, like play successively to create like a little bit of animation but you know they're extremely detailed and then on top of that just the actual sprite work and the um like the method of fast travel in it is so cool because they like the statue picks you up and throws you like a softball you know <laughs> like in this thing that's how you travel from place to place i really like that wasn't it uh wasn't it secret of mana that did that where they like threw you up into the air and it like and you see the world like come under you and then you land in a different place oh yeah yeah okay yeah that was so that was really i always, I always thought that. that looked really cool on super nintendo because it did the you know it did the mode seven effect and all that stuff every environment i've been to has looked very different and yeah there, there's so much detail in the environments um you know, more so than you would have seen back in the day. The tiles are being like reused over and over again. You're seeing like just unique structures all around you, even the the background stuff that you can't interact with. So I really like that. The characters are hilarious. The writing's really funny. This is a love letter to, uh, you know, this is what we expected it to be, but I think they've nailed it so far. It's a love letter to those of us that want to go back to the old days and play those games that we were playing when we were kids and they're RPGs, but they're simpler. They're simpler RPGs that uh, don't have these giant skill trees and stuff that, to intimidate you. It's like very straightforward. And then on top of that, there's accessibility features. You know, for one, there's a difficulty level, which probably makes it a little easier. I'm playing on normal, I think, but probably makes the random encounters a little easier. And then um, there's also these, uh, I think they're called relics that you can buy. They're really cheap. Like they make sure that you could afford them in the shops. They're not like, crazy expensive to get because that would be counterintuitive but they can do things like help you land time attacks or if if nothing else like i use this one that just shows me like when i properly when i do the timing right it, it makes like a, a little spark you know on the screen it lets me know that's the when you need to do it because between blocking and attacking with different weapons and different skills and stuff the timing is going to be different for each of those things not to that's mention cool when you're fighting different enemies, their animations before they attack you for their different attacks. You got to learn that. So that's really cool. And then on top of that, there's there's ones that would just outright make it easier. Like you always land those attacks or enemies never do, I think might be one of them. And um, you you can kind of tweak the game and make it more enjoyable if you, if you really want to like give the story without having that old school grind. And so far, so far, I haven't done any grinding. Like, it doesn't feel like grinding is required. It feels more like, once again, it feels more like uh, Mario RPG and it's small increments of leveling up. But when you do level up from four to five, it's a, it's a big jump. It's not like, you know, I'm, I'm two hours into the game and I'm level 48 already, like some games. Um, no, I'm, I just hit level five and I'm six hours in the game. Hmm. And, and and also, something, like, from my notice... Something from- that you said... Uh- Somebody said re- reminded me of another reason why I, I like this game, which is an anomaly for me with RPGs. And Shake, maybe this will resonate with you. I find that there's a lot of puzzle elements as you're traversing the world, so it's not just you know walking around and having you know random encounters and things and, and, and turn-based battles and the things that I don't like. But I, in some ways, I find that it's a little bit almost. Um, like a puzzle game as well like you have to move blocks a certain way to access other areas or yeah. there's one point where you have to this is in the demo um you have to collect 
these different gems that are different colors and different combinations of the different colored gems will open different doors. And there was some of that in the messenger as well. There's another thing that I liked about the messenger and some similarity I see between those two games. Which I'll let you know that's so that scene from the demo is what I just got done with. So okay. that's like several hours into the game. So you are getting gotcha. kind of a that's a good indication of what the game feels like, you know, once you you understand when you're deep in. And I couldn't beat that boss on the demo and I beat the boss my first try. So because I understand oh, yeah. the game I didn't better beat the boss time. either. And yeah, and you, and you had time to actual actually like build up your characters and all that, and yeah, and and figure out the game on the way there. And I yeah, I understand the battle system a lot better than I did with the demo. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't think, yeah, there was some stuff that was missing from the demo that, as far as like the perks and stuff, when you level up, I don't think we're there. I, I just hope that uh, I I just hope that it doesn't rely, and and I and I've seen that uh, reviews saying that I hope that it doesn't rely so much on referencing Chrono Trigger because there are. You know, like like Shake, you you said you just you just got into the to the JRPGs. I hope that it can stand enough on its own without just referencing these games from like forty fucking years ago or whatever. You know, like uh, it's not. It's yeah. It's so far it's standing on its own, and the story is compelling, and the and the and, you know above all, just the the world is is a great place to to hang out. It's pretty. The music's great, and it feels chill in spite of you know you're in a battle but everything's still really nice looking and i've never really felt stressed out so far in the game maybe it gets that way eventually but i found it to be like i've heard people describe dragon quest where you're supposed to like i could see just playing this you know for an hour a night to relax before bed or whatever because it really is old school and if you i don't know i think i think that they purposefully made it to where people could play you know a wider range of people could play it and they're not just catering to the hardcore the only thing that kind of scares me about it, I mean, I already own it because I kickstarted or whatever, but I, but I was watching a, a review of it and they said there is no map system whatsoever. Like when you're in dungeons, there is no map like at all. And that kind of freaks me out because I do get lost in games really easily. So I, you know, maybe later on I won't feel the same way, but um, so far pretty easy to figure out where you're going or where you need the, to go. The, the tr- like I said, the terrain's very unique yeah. to where I think just visually you're going to know what's going on. And also, you're gonna know, like, sort of, you get, you kind of get the hang of how they lay out levels, you know, with because you can do the little climbs and jumps and stuff. They incorporate that into the level design a lot. So you're gonna get to where you enter a new area and you sort of get an overview of it, like you know, the initial look at when you walk into it. You'll you'll already have an idea of how you want to like progress through to get to whatever the goal is. So I think that's good game design, and I think that it's here in the level design. I haven't had any trouble with it so far. And I, and I really get lost. I mean, I really get lost in games. Like I was still getting lost in slime rancher when I beat it. And there is a map. Oh yeah. 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 You said, and you said you were getting lost in a uh, Metroid prime, the remasters. Well, oh yeah. The map confounds me. I couldn't get into uh, Wolfenstein too, because there was no map marker to tell me where to go. So I just kept got, just got lost all the time. And when I'm like, same with like Doom Three. I could not play that game because I just like would just get lost all the time. And I love Doom. I love Doom games, but not that one. But yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, we'll definitely t- go in more into more depth of it next week. And I, yeah, no, I want to play it. I mean, I think it looks beautiful from from what I saw of it, and it sounds great. One more and, thing, and, and talking about it already like, sold one hundred thousand copies day one. Yeah, wow. so it's it. Wow, that's incredible. Hundred thousand, yeah. For well, and also like. Like you're saying, like Jeremy said, like about how the writing is so good. Well, I mean, the messenger had incredible writing too. So I think that yeah. 
people like you know we're and it, and there's been eyes on it for a while. There's been a lot of build up, like a lot of hype, a lot of people talking about it. So I'm I'm glad that people went through with it. And that's another great thing about the Switch is, you know, like the Switch's popularity versus the Wii's popularity. At least the people who play Switch like want to play games. You know, it's not just everybody just getting fucking carnival games or Wii Sports or whatever. You know, they actually they want to play games. So I mean, I feel like that might have a part of it. You know that. Everybody's excited to play Sea of Stars after the Messenger and all that shit. And if you have uh, whatever the hell it's called on PlayStation. I always want to call it Game Pass. That's not what it's called. Even though I have Plus? it, I forget what they call it. PlayStation, PlayStation Plus. Plus. Plus, there you yeah, go. Plus, yeah. yeah, you get sea, Star- sea of Stars. So that's how I'm playing it. Like I'm playing it on the PlayStation because I didn't have to pay for it. Like I, I would have bought it. Don't get me wrong. but I And I probably will eventually purchase it for the Switch because... I think it has merit as a as a portable game for sure, but you know, might as well just play it where I already have it, and that's what I'm even doing. more impressively. Uh, Nintendo Life says that that 100,000 figure does not include PlayStation Plus or X- Xbox Game Pass. Wow. Okay. Wow. Indeed. Does it include a wow. Kickstarter? <laughs> Sorry, I said, does it include a Kickstarter people like myself who just got it? That would have to be easy to add since they actually here's it right there. A cool thing about kicks. Uh, one thing that I thought was kind of cool. So I kickstarted it and they threw me a code and I put the code in and then I automatically got $3 worth of gold points from the code. That's awesome. So, oh, well, so that's, that's cool. Awesome. So I was like, Hey, three bucks. All right. So he yeah, has three bucks on top of whatever. I don't remember. I think I put like 20, 30 bucks or Which whatever. almost covers vampire survivors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I was going to, I figured I'd use it for the, for the DLC whenever I, Whenever I get through, there you go. Get through the unlockables or whatever. Can I talk about something that's not game related? Just because I think it's kind of funny. Sure, sure. If you want, but I've it, seen but the pictures. It comes full. It, it comes back around full full circle to uh, Wario sixty four. Uh, I don't know, Shake. If you know who that like that account on social Absolutely. media. Listen, the amount of come ups that I've gotten from Wario <laughs> yeah. sixty four. Wario sixty four is great. You know, uh, <laughs> I feel I feel kind of like mansplaining when I'm like, you know, do you know Wario sixty four? I don't know. I just you know, not everyone knows, but yeah, I follow Wario sixty four. I check it. You know, I'm always me too. Um, Actually, a few times a day. That's how I've gotten a lot of my amiibo. It's like him. Uh, that's how I po- got posting like pre order stuff and and shit like that. Like some of the harder to find because I just what was it last week? I pre ordered the uh, the big man amiibo ami- or what was it a uh, mm-hmm. big man Splatoon three amiibo? And I and I wouldn't have known about that if it wasn't for Wario sixty four. So yeah, there's been plenty of things that I've followed down the rabbit hole to find whatever shit. One moment, if I may interject. Shout out to Wario 64. Because of him, I got Captain Toad's treasure tracker and the DLC. Nice. For like four bucks. Whoa! <laughs> That's an awesome game. And was that a was that a glitch in their system that he yes. heard you see? Yep. Oh, and, awesome. and, I, and I saw it and I literally pulled the trigger like the instant I saw it. I was like, what? Um, I got uh, Devil May Cry 3 remake on Switch or, you know, whatever upgrade they did. That was like two bucks one day on GameStop. I was like, you know, and, 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 you know, as Trey was saying, those gold coins add up when you're getting them from the retailers because you're getting the coin, you're getting five, you're getting the kickback as if you're paying for the full price. Full price, right. So yeah, Wario 64 is awesome. Shout out to Wario 64. Yeah, yeah. So Wario 64 will sometimes post non-gaming related stuff. And uh, a lot of time you kind of get the impression it's like for humor or whatever. But I've gotten a few of those random things. Like I bought a bunch of these like wall mountable acrylic frames that you can put like an eight by 10 photo in or whatever. You know, it fits like a standard size 
printer paper. So that's not eight by 10. That's like 11 by whatever. But anyway, uh, I got those for like a couple of bucks and they were normally like 50 bucks or whatever for this pack of them. Well, I, uh, last week he posted that there was a, see, it was a 16 pack of snack pack butterscotch puddings <laughs> for $1.33 on Amazon. I'm like, no fucking way. And it, and I look and, it, and it, he had just posted it. It had just been posted. I'm like, I'm going to get one of these stupid ass deals. And I did it. I got the, I got the pudding. So I, I put it in the, the notes here. You could see that what 64 containers of butterscotch pudding looks like for $1.33. I did the math. Nice. About, two, about two cents a piece, uh, 2.0 something because you know, a dollar it'd be a dollar 28 if they were two cents a piece and it was a dollar 33. So, yeah, that included shipping and tax. <laughs> wow, and, and uh, yeah, luckily, I actually like butterscotch pudding, that was the only flavor that was available. So, I was gonna say, I, I hope you actually like it. Oh, you can God. make your contribution to Ron DeSantis. Stop oh, it. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's like talk. It's like talking about giving jelly beans a wrong. I'm saying, I'm saying, doesn't he hate that? He's like, it's sugar, man. No, oh, he does. That he's oh, pudding okay. with his hands. Yeah. Uh, okay, I thought maybe he was a pudding freak, which I would also believe. But uh, yeah, I, so I thought I, I, I thought that was worth sharing. I, I have 64 butterscotch 64. That should have been my name. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I failed. There you go. Butterscotch Miss, missed opportunity. And I know one of our we have an we have an episode. That has something about butterscotch pudding in the title, so I don't. It's, I don't. Do you remember that, Trey? I don't remember. I I don't Trey, know. Go go to you go to your uh, to your podcast app or whatever, and you can find it. I'm sure. Was yeah, it, it was it was uh, like Superman sixty four and the quest for the butterscotch pudding or something like that. I yeah, don't know it was why something we were about about it. But it was uh, some. It was something. I thought about it was kind of cool that now I have sixty four of them. But it wasn't Superman sixty four that found it. it was Wario sixty four. He found the butterscotch pudding, so it's come full circle. It was something. It was something that you told me about. Uh, about the trading sequence from Ocarina of Time and how it was based on some story of somebody trading butterscotch pudding or something like that. Right? Isn't that where? It oh, came that's from? right. Yeah, trading for uh, for uh people that brought their lunch to school trading like your pizza or like your brownie you got in your school lunch for what they had that's it's, what it was it's it's a deep deep cut here uh, a deep deep cut nintendo main uh, podcast episode 78 was the number uh burning head 64 and the butterscotch pudding is what it's called <laughs> <laughs> i think we got like no downloads for that one because it was too weird in the title well but now we're or whatever a shit ton of downloads it, yeah sometimes people go back you know all the times that we threw shit at uh paper mario color splash we ended up getting a ton of downloads for that like after the fact so who knows you know you can never figure out what the, who knows? What the fuck's going on here so yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I was I, when I saw you got out of the butterscotch pudding. I figured that that, that Shauna was making a video about the, the how 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 different packages of butterscotch pudding taste or something like that. I don't know on YouTube. It's like, why do you need that much? That's pudding? a good idea. <laughs> I mean, it's all the same flavor. So when I saw it, I was like, well, but normally she would do different flavors, so that doesn't make any sense. So I wasn't sure exactly why you why you needed it, but you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, if uh, actually, you know what, you didn't get to talk about your chair, John. So why don't you talk to your talk about your chair for a second, and then we'll talk about news oh, yeah. quickly, and then we'll be out. It, my chair that I spoke about last week, I got I got it finally and put it together. Uh, it's the Secret Lab Titan Evo, and I'll say it again: it's the most comfortable chair, office chair that I've ever sat in. It's made specifically for bigger people. It's, I got the XL version. Are you in uh, it right now? People. Uh, I'm not in it right now because it doesn't fit in this uh, podcast area. Oh. So it's just my work chair strictly. But it's 
you know, it's, it's made for people who are up to six, nine, up to, I think 395 pounds is what they say. Uh, if you're, if you're like me uh, and you've been looking for an office chair for someone your size, I highly recommend it. I've already convinced two other people to buy it. Why don't you get John, you're six, five. You don't have to tell your weight, but you're like six, five. Right? Yeah. I'm six, six. Yeah. I'm like six, 280, six. but it fits comfortably. Yeah. I, I, I like it's my fir- it's the first chair that I've sat on in my adult life that where my feet actually kind of dangle uh, like above the ground. So it's a foreign experience to me. You just kind of kick them and then drink a juice box. Like like yep. you want that? <laughs> like I would think that'd be a bad thing. Like I don't want my legs to dangle no, to dangle under the no. But it's like chair. it can go that high. It's like if if you if you so my previous chair my feet could only rest uh, not even just flat on the ground, but even like my knees were bent a little bit, which fine for 15 minutes but if you're sitting in a chair for three hours then you start to get hip problems which is what convinced me to finally buy this chair is like i've got hip issues i think from sitting in that uncomfortable chair for a long time all day and so now when i sit in this new chair that i've got the first thing i feel is just relief from all my joints like there's no pressure on all my joints everything you know the arm rests it's all in the right place i just feel like um sitting on a cloud it's it's lovely it's beautiful yeah if you're interested it's the secret lab evo secret lab titan evo i highly recommend it great chair sounds like an anime secret does it may have real titanium it wouldn't surprise me everything about it says it's a you know high-end chair there's like magnets and places where you wouldn't think there were magnets like like the there's a pillow that sticks on the back it's magnetic it just hangs there automatically or there's these uh you can swap out the armrests and they'll stick on with magnets. And uh, I got the upgraded armrests that have uh, like a gel, like they're, I guess they're heat resistant. So your arms won't stick to them. And they feel like, you know, like a comfortable, you know, gel shaped uh, feel to them. So it's just like, oh my, I didn't know I needed gel armrest, but here we go. Well, I guess this is, you know, for you, it's technically your work uniform in a way because you work from home. It is. Like, I think I, like, I, I spend good money on on work shoes because i'm standing all the time so yeah maybe more than i would spend on casual shoes so eh, i can get i can get spending a little more for a nice chair yeah i can't afford it right now but maybe with trickled out ergonomics i'll get one eventually (laughs) that's never worked never worked and it never will uh yeah. it'll work just after the next republican gets elected no uh, no yeah just i've like, always got to try to make a trickle down ergonomic show when we talk about chairs <laughs> that's, that's... yeah because that because that tax write-off thing really worked uh yeah um is there any uh is there any news that you actually want to talk about i mean i i was like i was like is there anything we need even need to mention i mean the mario wonder oh. thing's like the big one right yeah, yeah. mario wonder for sure yeah that's coming up um i wanted to mention that in deals there's a fantastic game. I highly recommend everybody get this. It's on sale at $3.74. It's Say No More. I mentioned it, uh, I think, when it came out like two years ago. Oh, yeah. I saw uh, that was I, really I love this game. Really it's it's like one of my favorite cozy games. I was just playing it again with my nephew about two weeks ago because he loves it. He's like, can we play no game? Can we play no game? Because he, like, he likes it a lot. And I was played no game. And we played through it, and it was about an, an hour. Or we could you beat the whole thing from start to finish. You know, that says nothing of the quality. Like it's, it's, there's a lot of quality in there. If you want just like a quick game that, you know, makes you feel good and makes you laugh, you know, $3.74. I can't highly, I can't recommend this anymore. I think it's just got like a great message. Um, it, it, there's a funny story to it, but, but the message is about workplace, uh, 
have, have like a balance, have like a reasonable workplace that's pretty interesting, progressive message that I hadn't seen tackled in games before. I thought that was cool. There's engaging writing throughout. It's really funny. There's some moments of emotional depth, like surprising depth for this, you know, cartoony little game and just positive messages throughout inclusivity on display. Like there's all different kinds of people working at this office. And it's, it's just a fun game. I can't, I cannot recommend it enough for $3.74. I think it's just a no brainer. Nice. Yeah, no, I saw it. And I mean, I have enough gold points in there to get it for free. So do it. I think you'll so love it. I could, but I mean, I have, I have a lot of games to play. Uh, I need time to get around to it, but I might just get it just on, just on purpose. Cause for science, cause you've uh, talked about it for, for science. Yes. Yes. I think you'll love it. Um, I, I was like, there's not really much else to talk about. I know as I saw Splatoon's getting an update, a, a new, some, a couple new levels and new weapons and stuff like yep. that. We already mentioned the, the Shredder's Revenge, uh, DLC is coming out. Um, I guess uh, Side Bike sixty four out now. Side Bike sixty four is out. I tried playing it. Um, I'm not very good at it, but I respected his game. I think it's a great game. There's actually what was it? A I think Game Explain put out a video with like all the cheats on there. And there's one where you can just like knock people off their bikes like while you're riding. And I want to try that one. Maybe I'll be able to get through it. And uh, I think the original Side Bike is still on there. Like that was a big. Uh, reason that i rented the game was to that you could play the nes game on 64 that was before virtual console and all that like nobody could really do it so i was like oh that's awesome which is on the television behind you that's true yeah um i was just gonna say one more thing before we go uh we talked about it briefly but ultra pro wrestling uh showed like a new trailer and uh, i know we we talked about some of the characters that were being added in there um I guess there's a little bit of controversy on this, and I was kind of on the other side of it, I guess, as well. That I mean, you saw, I mean, obviously you saw the trailer because you mentioned that Arn Anderson was in there and all that. Um, I was a little upset that they changed the art style, and it doesn't really look like the original trailer looked like the '64 one, and now yeah. the new one kind of has this art style that I don't like. I don't want to like. I mean, the game's not out yet, so I don't want to say any shit about it. And plus, I kickstarted it as well, but. I was kind of a little disappointed that the art style didn't look like the yeah. original trailer, and all the characters kind of move this kind of moves the same way. They're they're like, really stiff, like, the toys like and small soldiers. That's what they move, like. doing the moves look weird. Like the original trailer, they're like they, the moves weird. look the way they did in the '64 one. Animation looks really weird. Yeah, like you know, you t- like in talking about the AKI games, and I, it's funny because people forget that like AKI, like the spiritual successor to No Mercy, was Def Jam Vendetta. Like that was the next yes, game that's, in that. Run, no, it was. I, I, right? it, it, and Def Jam Fight for New York. I love that game. So good. I mean, well, they it, it was more story, but it was so good. It was such a good, good game. It was so like. And same with the uh, what was he, it the the there was the Japanese one too, the um, Ultimate Legends or whatever. That was also oh in that um, same vein. Yes, uh, Ultimate Muscle. Ultimate Muscle. Yeah, yeah, that one. That, that one was, was really good that too. Was faster pace, more arcadey. You yeah. jump up. Like I had all of those games on GameCube. Me like, too. Yeah. Um, but. I, with Ultra Pro, I feel like I'm not mad at the new art direction. I like the art style, but it doesn't look like the like the movements or or, or the animations just look, look look a little weird to me. Like the grapple animation, yeah, looks, looks a little really weird, weird to me. Yeah, like there's something about like when you grapple and you break a grapple. Like there's something really tactile and almost visceral. 
when 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 you do that in a game, which is why I love Fight for New York so much. I feel like it captures that well. I don't know. Like I watched it, and while I'm excited about the roster, and I hope that the gameplay holds up, I, the animations don't. I wasn't blown away by yeah the animation. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of upset about it because well, I mean, like I said, I, the game's not done. I understand, and I, I you know I I talked to. I sent him, you know, I kickstarted it and I, I talked to the guy a little bit, tried to get him on the show, but then he kind of blew up and I didn't hear from him after that. But, but it was like, but I was really excited about that first trailer that kind of, that kind of mimicked the opening, the, like the opening uh, video that you saw on like WCW NWO Revenge. And I'm like, awesome. And, and it was like the way the characters like did the moves and the way they, the, the way like they reversed or whatever, it was exactly like the 64 one. And this looks so much different, like night and day difference where I was kind of like, I was like, uh, I was like, I kind of wanted to look, I, I wanted to look the other way. It looked like the other one. I mean, and I saw him on Twitter being like, you know, no, this is, this is better. I've seen people saying that they don't like the new art design, but it's actually better. And I don't, I'll wait till it actually comes out. But I was a little, I was a little sad because yeah. I was, I wanted to look a different way than the way it looked. And, 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 and just the fact that all the, all the characters move the same way, you know, like even in AEW fight forever, like the characters they have, it, the way they move is all different depending whatever. And they all had this really stiff movement to them and this really stiff animation. And it was just like, I don't know. I mean, I, I love the deal. I love the like extra people they had on there, but I just was not really into the footage I saw as far as the gameplay looks. So that's too bad, but they're sending me a physical copy in a 64 box. So, uh, whenever that, that game's awesome. out, <laughs> whenever it comes out, I'll play That's it regardless. Crazy. But I want it to be—I don't know. I was hoping that it would end up being the, the you know, like you're saying, like the spiritual, the, the actual, you know, the the spiritual successor to the AKI games. Yeah, I like Def Jam, like like Ultimate Muscle and all that, which is what we've been looking for for a long time. So yeah. But yeah, I think that's good for news. Uh, let everybody know again where they can find you, Shake. Like on the on on the YouTube, on X, Twitter, wherever. Where where are all your spots? Got it. Um, yes. So the YouTube channel is Wagglefest. That's W A G G L E F E S T. Um, Twitter. Uh, I'm I'm not calling it X. Um, it's yeah. the same thing. <laughs> the handle is a uh, Wagglefest at Twitter. Um, on Instagram, I go by Graffiti Gamer. At least that's the uh page that I have dedicated to gaming and 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 collectibles and stuff like that. I'll probably turn that over to Waggle. I'll probably change that to Waggle Fest at some point. But yeah, that's where you guys can uh find me. Please check out a video, subscribe if you like the content. Um but yeah man, I do want to really thank you guys for having me on the podcast. This has been dope. Oh yeah. I really yeah. appreciate it. Um you know, I would love to collaborate with you guys, you know what I'm saying, Definitely. in the future. If you guys are doing anything, sure. you know, good energy, good people. Yeah, no, I had, I had a great time. Likewise. I, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Like I said, I could I could tell from the way your videos were that you that you knew what you're talking about. And I was I always like to have that on the show. And I think we got it. I think we put a really good show together today. So, yeah, thank you so much for being here. And it, and if you want to find us on uh, on Twitter, uh, I'm at I'm at Nintendo underscore domain and Jeremy's at jmaxstack. Uh, you can also find us at uh, twitch.tv slash Podcast, which we've been streaming. Uh, we've been streaming mostly AW Fight Forever stuff every Monday at 11 p.m., and that'll probably continue. So check that out there. Also, you can find uh, videos of that on youtube.com slash Podcast as well. And I'll put, I'll make sure and put a link to WaggleFest on the description for the um, for the show, so you can just click it there and all that. 
So make sure and check it out because, yeah, you put a lot of great videos on there. But, yeah, uh, we well, actually, you know what? There was one. We had one comment that I wanted to mention uh, that we got last week uh, just or on last week's show. It was just uh, it was just something. So uh, so we got we got a comment from Joel on our Facebook community just saying, I'm with Trey on the King Bible. It and garlic are a great combination, but the Bible has that punch to it that will just mow stuff down. And that was a comment. I've been saying that for thousands of years. That was a comment on uh, vampire survivors and as to what the best weapon is. And yeah, I swear by the King Bible is the thing to do. If you evolve that, you can beat any level. That's how I feel. That's that's the one. I that say I stand Santa for. Water is is really really good too. Well, I do that as a, as a secondary weapon, but the King Bible it well it just makes a circle around you where you can just basically yeah. mow, mow through everything and everything gets destroyed. And then you, you use yeah. the uh, you use the perk where you increase the uh, range, and it just keeps going further and further out from you and protecting yeah, yeah. you even more. Yeah. Oh yeah. But Joel, yeah, I like thank, the King Bible in combination with the garlic. I feel like I've just got this impenetrable force field going on. Yeah, you can do both on there. But yeah, no, it's a it's a great game. But yeah, thanks for listening and thanks for commenting on that, Joel. But yeah, uh, and thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson, Jerry Mikowski, John there, and our special guest, Jake from Wagglefest. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya. Peace.